And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching ABL Live. Thank you all for being here. You could be anywhere in the whole wide world, but I'm glad you're right here with me and most certainly appreciate you for that. Thank you for watching. Please like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. It's a whole lot going on right now out there in the world. I'm not really sure where to begin. We just had a Nevada caucus and Bernie Sanders won, of course, with a big portion of the vote. It wasn't even close. It was a landslide victory for him in Nevada. 55% uh, of the vote compared to like 19% for Joe Biden. Bloomberg was not on the ballot. So I think Bloomberg won't be on the ballot until after South Carolina. So like Super Tuesday is when he'd be on the ballot. Not really sure why, but I'm sure you guys know more than I do. The debate was <laughs> the, the debate was something else. That had to have been one of the best debates I've seen in a very long time. I thoroughly enjoyed myself watching the debate, covering the debate. It was just a really good thing overall. Really, really enjoyed myself watching that. How about y'all? Also, Ilhan Omar getting exposed. We already knew what she was into, what was going on, the fraud, and all that good stuff. But there's been a person on the ground that knows her and her husband, the husband, and everybody else. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I thank y'all for joining yet again. If you like what you're hearing so far, if you like the content in general, please hit the like button, share the video, do all that good stuff. I most certainly appreciate you. Again, thank you all for being here. We got a whole lot going on tonight already. Uh, the, Nevada, the Nevada debate, the caucus, uh, Bernie Sanders. Oh, Bernie Sanders getting told that uh, his campaign is uh, being helped by the Russians. So now the whole Russia collusion kerfuffle is on his back rather than so much on Donald Trump's back. Very interesting. And then there was a Bernie Sanders rally that descended into chaos. People getting uh, beat up in the crowd because they have on a Black Guns Matter shirt. Um, and then some people came on stage commandeering the microphone. It's like, look, sir, if you can't even control your microphone, and keep that secure. How are you going to secure the nation? I'm not really feeling very confident in you. And I understand he's 70 something years old. He may not necessarily be able to go out there and fight, but good grief. Where's the security yet? Where's the, you know, where, where's the forward thinking here? I'm not really sure. But thank y'all for being here. I appreciate you guys. If you've not been to my website, well, one of my websites, ablmerch.com. To get these cool hats and shirts and stickers and whatnot, check it out whenever you get a chance. There should be a link to it in the description box. And I may try to like put a piece of merch up here so you can see it, like in the chat box. This is a new feature you have. I might try to use that feature out just to just to test it out and see how it works. Thank you, Tiny. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, Ilhan Omar, I'm not sure what they um what is gonna happen with that, with that situation. It's going to be something. Let's talk about Bernie being helped by the Russians right quick. First, it's on my mind right now. We get to the we get to the debate in the caucus, of course, as people come in. 
I'll give him a little bit of time to come in. But the Bernie Sanders, um, what was I going to say? The the rally, uh, that that whole thing was no, 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 not, not the rally. Sorry, being helped by the Russians. I think Bernie is going to be the guy. He has so much attention on him. You have the 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 caucuses winning, then the crazy rally, then the whole Russia thing. All eyes are on Bernie. But anyway, the Russia collusion. He's being told, hey, your campaign and you in general are being helped by the Russians. What are you going to do about that? And apparently he had been briefed a month. He had been briefed a month ago. And my question would be, okay, if you had been told a month ago that your campaign is being helped by the Russians, why are we just not finding out? Why is anyone saying anything about this? If it were Donald Trump, this happened to, we would have known right away, instantly, immediately. Why did they just not come out with it? Now, Bernie says, oh, because it's right before the caucus is that and the third. Well, they could have released it before the Iowa caucus. I mean, what's the what's the difference? That wasn't that long ago. So what's really going on? I feel like the media are trying to protect Bernie Sanders and they don't want things like this to get out. They want to kind of keep it on the down low as much as they can. But you may have some overzealous reporter that comes out there and says, hey, I got a scoop. Meanwhile, the scoop is known to the whole uh, community, but he wants to put it out there. He's really gung ho about it. And then it comes out. Maybe that's how that works. I can't really call it, but whatever the case may be. Um, now it's out there that Bernie Sanders campaign and Bernie Sanders himself and many others were briefed that his campaign was trying to be helped by the Russians. Now, you know, the, the crazy spin that I saw on the Clinton News Network, Communist News Network, they're saying that Bernie is being helped by the Russians to help Trump. Because I guess the logic is if Bernie Sanders wins a nomination, that will ensure Donald Trump getting into office easily. So they want to help Bernie Sanders. But okay, um, my, my thinking would be Bernie's already in the lead. He doesn't need that much more help. If the Russians wanted Trump to get in, they would just help Trump through covert means i mean because if you're helping bernie sanders it would be known just as easily as if you were trying to help donald trump so it doesn't make any sense to me why would you hope they got us going to be the loser when the incumbent has the much bigger chance of being able to win nobody on that side has a chance of being able to win i think joe biden had the biggest chance to get the most votes if he were a sound mind if joe biden had all his marbles in his head operating properly swimming around going where they gotta go if the, all the neurons are firing off properly then he'd be able to get more votes but since that's not happening he would not be able to get more votes um people like edge edge and everybody else not going to be able to do it so yes they did say that miriam yes they did if i could find that i'll put it um in the chat box but if the other candidates were strong then maybe they have a chance but Nobody is really strong, so the best person they can go to is Bernie Sanders. I said it before. I think the infatuation with a Bernie is like when you go to your granddad's house or your granny's house, and then they, they're spoiling you, they're letting you get little cookies and cakes, they give you a little $20, put it in your pocket. You know, you could go over there, bounce around. The, they, they, you could pretty much do whatever you want at their house sometimes if you've got those kind of grandparents that let you do that. It's the same kind of thing going, he's like Santa Claus, basically. You got these grown adults that still believe in Santa Claus. It's like, sir, Santa Claus is not real. 
I'm sorry. If you got little kids watching, I, I apologize. I didn't mean to do that. But if you're an adult, you can't believe you can't be believing in Santa Claus. OK. And people believe in Santa Claus because they still believe in Bernie Sanders. Simple as that. And to the kids out there, Santa Claus is real. Uh, I'm just jaded, so I don't believe in him anymore. But Santa Claus is real. But anyway, Bernie Sanders is going to be the candidate going forward. The DNC are already trying to get rid of him. They're trying to talk about older oh, Russians are helping, all this, that, and the third. It's not going to work. Bloomberg is not even on the ballot in Nevada. He's spending, what, like $400 million, $500 million. And for, for like for what? To not even be on the ballot? Tom Steyer was on the ballot and got a few votes. Maybe they thought Tom Steyer was Michael Bloomberg. I don't really know, but it is what it is. So the caucus, let me see if I can put the results up on the screen. Um, Bernie won the, the caucus, of course, by a pretty big margin. I'll put it on the screen for you guys so you can see it rather than having me just explain it to you. And I'll explain it also for people that are listening through the audio streaming platforms. That's a big plug for me, by the way. If you want to hear this show on an audio streaming platform of your choice, uh, Spotify, Anchor, CastBox, I think that's what it's called. Um, what, what else? Uh, Stitcher. Apple Music, it should be up there any day now. There's a link for that in the description box below. The easiest way is to go to Anchor FM, anchor.fm, and search for me, Anthony Brian Logan, ABL Live, and I'll pop right on up. But there is a link for that in the description box. And from the Anchor FM link, you're able to go to various other links. Check it out there. Or just search on your favorite streaming platform for audio and see if I'm there. All right. Now... Yeah, 4% reporting. That's that's what I'm seeing so far. Okay, I'm sorry. So I guess the the, uh, the caucus is not quite over yet because it's only 4% reporting. But wait a minute. I'm not sorry because Bernie has already been declared the winner. So, I mean, if maybe the media are wrong. I think I saw it on Fox News. I saw it on... They're already declaring, they're already declaring Bernie the winner. But let me put it on the screen right quick. Okay. Now, this is, it's like really weird. It's not letting me do it the way I want. Let me find something else. Because I could show it to you like this, but it's like real small. I'm going to try to find a better one. But as of right now, it says that Bernie Sanders is winning or has won the actual thing. Matter of fact, hold on. Oh, no, no, that ain't it. But um, either way it goes, it looks like Bernie with Joe Biden way far in the back. Way, way, way far in the back. Let me see. Oh, they're saying he's projected to win all this day in the third. I mean, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, But I don't see anybody else really being able to win. You think Joe Biden will be able to win? I think if Bloomberg were on the ticket, he could face, he could get some more votes than Joe Biden, but he's not on the ticket. So, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think that anybody has a chance when it comes to getting more votes than O'Bernie. There we go. Here's a good little graph. Okay. Hopefully you guys can see this pretty well. As you can see, there's plenty of counties that have not really reported. Um, Vegas is like 3.7%. It's not a whole lot of, you know, it's not a whole lot reporting. 
But as we see here, you have Bernie at 44.7, Joe Biden 19.5, Edge Edge at 15.6, Pocahontas at 11.8, Klobuchar at 4.3, Tom Steyer at 3.7, Uncommitted at 0.3, and Tulsi Gabbard at 0.2. Now, is anybody else? Oh, these people are not they're, not, they're not in the race at all. I think they pretty much all dropped out. I think Deval Patrick may still be in there. Is Delaney still in there? I have no idea. These people down here have no, they're just not really in the race anymore, pretty much. Neither is Tulsi Gabbard. How do you get less than the uncommitted vote? People that don't even know you want to vote for know that they don't want to vote for you more than you. But anyway, we still have a ways to go, although he has been in the pro- projected winner Bernie Sanders it is on many different media outlets I mean this is kind of a it's kind of a tough hill to climb I don't think that Joe Biden will be able to close this gap at all even though they're only like at about 4.2 percent in but we'll see I mean things happen you know what's going on right now with the uh the caucus they can't get their, their votes right they can't get the tabulation correct who knows they said that what they're doing is using a Google platform to tabulate the votes rather than what was used in Iowa, which was a stomp down mess, stone cold stomp down mess. But we'll see how that pans out as uh, time progresses tonight. Maybe we can get some full results in the morning. How about that? I mean, good grief. Hopefully it don't take weeks like it did with Iowa, but we'll move on. Rapper 10,000 says, Heard about the racist statements that Amy Klobuchar said about black people? No, I have not um, heard about those statements. What did she say? I have no idea of any racist statements that she said. I, I must not. Have, I must not be in the loop too much. Okay. Now, what else we got? Oh, the debate. Let's talk about the debate, man, because that whole thing was crazy. I really, really enjoyed it. The past few debates, this cycle have been pretty boring. I mean, I can get a nice little pillow and go to bed right on the stream. You understand? Boring is the the, the word that I will just use. There's no other way to describe it other than boring. But this most recent debate, I mean, I was loving it. I think uh, Tom, not Tom Steyer, pardon me, removing Tom Steyer and then adding Michael Bloomberg made a difference because Bloomberg came in there as kind of a Republican, for real. I mean, his policies you would think would be more conservative, although he leans more right. I mean, pardon me, more left. It's weird. Anyway, he came in there with a a, a spotty record, having women on NDAs. Pocahontas did very good in uh, sticking it to Bloomberg during the debates. As you can see, it didn't really help her too much when you're talking about the results. I think Pocahontas came in with, as of right now, she is number four behind Bernie, Biden, Edge, Edge. She's number four at 11.8. Bernie is at number one with 44.7% of the vote so far. Although we're still very early, um, she's not doing very well. Anyway, she clobbered Bloomberg. I'm talking about Flintstones with the big uh, stick of wood and bone, whatever that was. Clobbered that man. It was crazy. Because she revealed things I didn't know. I did not know that he had women on NDAs. That's non-disclosure agreements. I had no idea. And then he was talking about, oh, you call women fat, bras, all this, that, and the third. That's not Trump. That's Michael Bloomberg. That was hilarious. 
And Bloomberg had his anger of his own when he called out Bernie Sanders for having uh, three houses. How are you a millionaire socialist with three houses? Matter of fact, if I could find that right quick, I'll put it on the screen because that had to have been my personal my personal favorite moment. Matter of fact, here it is. Let's let's go ahead and put it up. This this right here was probably my favorite moment of the entire debate. Hands down. Let's check it out. Turn the sound on. Mayor what a wonderful country we have. The best known socialist in the country happens to be a millionaire with three houses. What I miss here. Well, you'll miss <laughs> work in Washington, house one. That's the first problem. Live in Burlington, house two. That's good. And like thousands of other Vermonters, I do have a summer camp. Forgive me for that. But, Where is your home? But, which tax which tax haven New do York, you have your home? New York City, thank you very much. Well, and I pay all my home. taxes. <laughs> Now that right there was just priceless, priceless, priceless. Just wrecked him all the way, all the way around. You know, I I, I really enjoyed that because it just kind of points out the hypocrisy. It's like you want to talk about socialism and spreading the wealth around is that and the third. Meanwhile, you are over here with two houses, probably got some nice cars, all kind of stuff. You can not two houses, pardon me, three houses. You have a DC house, a Vermont house, and a summer home. Talking about, oh, like he tried to like downplay it. His summer home is worth $600,000 and he has a lakefront property, a beach and all that in Vermont. Okay, so I mean, can I get the lakefront house? Can I, can I get at least one of your houses? Let me, let me, let me just get, can I, can I get a summer camp? Matter of fact, since you wouldn't believe in communism, basically because when Bloomberg said, hey, we can't turn our backs on capitalism because we're going to get communism instead. He was groaning, oh, no, no. Since you believe so much in communism and you went to the Soviet Union in 1988 for your honeymoon, then let me just commandeer your property and stay there whenever I want. <clears throat> How about that? Why can't I just take your property? Why do you even believe in private property, sir? I mean, that kind of goes against what you really want to have happen, which is communism, where uh, your land is my land. That's kind of how that works. So that's why you were singing that song in 1988 in Moscow. And why did you have your shirt off? Have you guys seen that? Did you guys see Bernie with his shirt off in the Soviet Union? Um, you know, like, hold on. I, I don't know what was going on here, but this man, this man was acting up. This is 1988. He was uh, on a honeymoon with his wife. He just married his wife in 1988. And he went to the Soviet Union. This is not just Russia. This is, you know, when they were still the Soviet Union. Let's check it out. That's not him right there. You, you'll see, Bernie. He's on the right-hand side of the screen. You'll see him. Now, let's pause for a moment. How are you already 85 years old right here in 1988? Okay, you're talking about, what, 32 years ago, and you look as old as you do right now? How does that really work? But I digress. And why is your shirt off? Like, why do you not have a shirt on? Like, okay, this is a, a honeymoon. Uh, it's, a, it's a vacation or whatever. Why are you at a dinner table with your shirt off? Maybe you just went skiing or something. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm confused. But let's just watch it. Yes. 
so I mean, Bernie, like, okay, now, now you have a shirt on. Thank you for that, sir. I appreciate it. But what's going on? So I mean, obviously, you want communism. That's 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 going to be the the main thing you're going to be after. That's why I'm not really surprised at this whole Russia kerfuffle because it makes sense. You kind of want to go back to the old Soviet times. Maybe they do as well, and they could just work like that. It's weird how the accusations of being a Russian bot and a Russian asset were laid at Trump's feet, but nobody ever thought, at least nobody in the mainstream media ever thought, maybe Bernie might be the actual plant here. Okay, you have all these views that are reminiscent of the old Soviet Union. What's going on? I want him to explain that actual video. That's what I want. <laughs> Jim Jones says it's Larry David. I wish it was Larry David. That'd be hilarious if it was. Russian tradition, no shirt. Okay, that's fine. If he has on no shirt, it's Russian tradition. Hey, he must he must like Russia a lot. So I don't want to hear this whole thing about oh, Trump's working with the Russians. No, sir, you're working with the Russians. You love the Russians. I, I you know. I don't really understand how somebody can do all these things and say all these things that are favorable of Russia and then accuse somebody else of being what they actually are. But that's just that, um, what they call it projecting and do as I say, never as I do. That's how that works. Oh, the, the, there is no diversity in there at all or none whatsoever. I mean, the, the diversity is just lacking the same way it is right now on the debate stage. And it's hilarious to me how the left, who have been diversity, 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 have six white people on stage debating. Like, where's the diversity at? I, personally, I don't care. I don't care what color you are. I don't care about none of that. My thing is, let's get the best person for the job, period. Period. I don't care about nothing else. Your identity is irrelevant. Can you get the job done? How about that? simple but on the left they're all about identity you got to fit this particular mold you got to be this race you got to be that race and then what does it say about the left because they said that the right were racist right okay well right now the right are not involved with your primary the right are not involved with your caucuses the right are not involved with what's happening right now on the left they had how many black candidates running default patrick wayne missum if i'm not mistaken um What's the boy's name? Cory Booker and Kamala Harris. The black levels are kind of questionable there, but we'll just let them get a pass. You got four black candidates running. Then you had Tulsi Gabbard, which she's like Polynesian or something. Maybe mixed Polynesian, kind of like Jason Momoa anyway. And you had Andrew Yang. A very diverse group, right? So why are none of them currently running anymore? Why did they not get the support that they needed to be able to go any further? Why are the leading candidates right now a 78-year-old white man, a 78-year-old rich white man who has more money than the other rich 78-year-old white man? Like, what are you doing? Like, really, the leading candidates, in my humble opinion, are three white men above 77. It's Joe Biden, uh, Bernie Sanders, and Michael Bloomberg. Nobody else, it, there's, there's nobody else there. Klobuchar has kind of a chance. Pocahontas the same way. And as you know, Pocahontas is 70. So Pocahontas is 70. Uh, Biden is 77. Bernie 78. And Bloomberg 78. Can we get some youth and diversity? I guess not. But I guess it doesn't really matter anymore because it's to the left. They can do whatever they want. Do as I say, never as I do. That's pretty much how it goes. 
Where is Tulsi? Tulsi is still in the race, but she's not in the race. She's not been on any debates in the past few months. She's not really doing anything. Uh, there was, it's funny because CNN gave a town hall to Deval Patrick. Do you even know who that is? Most people don't, but he got a town hall and she didn't. This was, this was like last month, if I'm not mistaken, or might've been this month actually on CNN. She did, he got a town hall, but she didn't. So she's still hanging in there. I'm not really sure why, because it's over for her. She has no real path to go forward. Okay. So it is what it is. Tulsi. Tulsi is people like Tulsi because she is moderately attractive for a politician, kind of like AOC. If you were to see AOC just like in Puerto Rico, like if you were to go to Ponce, Puerto Rico and just see her amongst other Puerto Ricans, she would just be average. Keeping it all the way real. Same thing with Tulsi Gabbard. If you were to go to Hawaii and see some of the natives or go to Tonga or something like that, she'd be just a regular girl or a regular lady because she's not even young. But different story. I digress. You know. Oh, oh yeah, Steve, the live stream got cut off during the debate because they filed a copyright. Well, it was it didn't it didn't file a copyright. It was an automatic copyright. But I got that resolved afterwards, but I couldn't continue to stream after that. That was the only problem. But I got that resolved pretty quick. It wasn't no so I, I don't have a track on my channel or anything. And when they when they struck it down, what they did was they gave me a warning. And that warning does not actually hurt your channel, but I was still able to get the warning rescinded. So if you have a warning on your channel, the next violation will result in a one week suspension totally with no streaming, no uploads, no nothing onto your channel. So I was able to prevent that from being the case and beat the warning. So I have no marks on my channel at all. So I'm good. But right when I was streaming, they just stopped it because they were like, okay, this is copyrighted content, but I was able to beat it. All right. Hey, but that, that debate, that was really popular. I mean, people are still watching the debate, even though it's not the full debate. And I put a notice that says, hey, it's not the full debate. People are still watching it. Yep. But what else we got going on? Thank you all for joining. I definitely appreciate you. Please like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff for me. That'll help me out tremendously. And I, I thank you all for that 100%. And... What else we got going on? Everything straight here. Um, hold on. Yeah, looks don't matter to me. I don't care how you look. You can look like Gargamel. You can look like um, uh, what's uh, Schmeagel from Lord of the Rings. You understand? You can look like that in your face, and that's fine. But can you get the job done? Can we get some money? That's all I'm really concerned about. I might not even like you, because there's been guys that I've worked with before that I did not like at all. It was a guy that I met. The very first day I met him, I hated him. The very first day I met him, I hated him and it never changed, but we got plenty of money together. I didn't care about the fact that I didn't like him. I put that aside and said, let's work together and get money. That should be how people look at the president or anybody else. It's like, okay, if you have a selection to pick from, you may not have the best person you want there. And that's not going to be the case generally because you can't always get whatever you want. There's going to be two people running, you're not going to like, really a lot of times people want everything that they want for themselves, you know, but you, you can't always get that. You got to make compromises. So you got to pick the best one available that it is what it is. You may not like their character or whatever, and that's fine, but can they get the job done? How about that? 
that's all that really matters. At the end of the day, people will rather not vote for Trump because they don't like his tweeting and have somebody else get in office who is a thousand times worse than Trump when it comes to policy. That doesn't make any sense to me. Let's use our thinking caps and put in a guy that will do the best job, not just, you know, be childish and protest to vote because you don't like the tweeting and stuff like that. It's kind of silly, but it is what it is. Yeah. Hey, get money. Like let's not, let's put the pettiness to the side. I'm not worried about the pettiness. I'm just talking about, um, you know, doing things that make sense and that's it. Oh yeah, that's right. Nico, the debates are much better than SNL. Oh, the debates were fantastic. I, I really enjoyed it. I had a had a really fun time during the debates. Michael Bloomberg, oh man. Michael Bloomberg spent what like at least four hundred million dollars of his own money so far. Four hundred million. And it's not working. <laughs> it it worked to get him on a debate stage, but it was almost like no point in doing that because he just got wrecked. Well, it was a good point for us because it was entertaining. If he were not there, then it would have just been kind of like running the mill, same old thing, not really much being said. You would have had Tom Steyer on there with his funny belt and his funny tie talking about, I'm the picture saying of climate change. Uh, climate change is the biggest issue. I'm going to be on it this, that, and the third. There would have been no fire. There would have been no nothing to really get you in there and make you excited about watching the debate. So I'm glad that he actually got in there. But as far as helping him and his race, it did nothing at all. It just helped us to get entertainment, period. All right. Yeah, policy is all, it's all about policy, Rain. Policy is all that matters, period. All righty, but what else we got going on? Let me see here. Hold on. What else we got happening? Oh, Ilhan Omar. How can I forget about Ilhan Omar? Now, Ilhan Omar got um, exposed by a Somali community leader out there in Minnesota, where she's from and where there's a big Somali community yet. We've all known what Ilhan Omar has been doing and what she does in general. We've, we've all known that this is not anything new to us at all. We all know about that. That's just kind of what it is. Um, but what she did was get married to her brother for immigration purposes. Okay. And, um, it was kind of like concealed at first, like, oh no, it's not really going on. This, this is, this is bogus, but there's been so many pictures, uh, documents, licenses, all kind of stuff. And the community leader from Somalia, well, in Minnesota, but a Somali, who knows Ilhan Omar and her real husband and her actual brother came out and said, well, we all knew she was trying to get her brother over here to the States, but we didn't know she was going to get married to him. We didn't know that until the media broke it recently after she got into Congress because she was married to her first husband in 2002, her real husband, the guy she has kids with. Okay. Uh, at met her C got three kids. One of them is 16. They've been together since Oh two, a very long time, almost 20 years now. They've been together. They've been married since O2, probably together longer than that. Anyway, she got married to her actual brother legally while she was not married to her real husband legally. 
she got married in the Islamic tradition to a real husband. Everybody in the whole community came out, both sides of the family. It, it was this whole big uniting of the clans, as the community leader called it. But when she got married to the brother in 2009, the alleged brother part, I mean, 2009, nobody knew about it. No fanfare, no nothing. So funny business going on. I mean, the rabbit hole goes real deep on the marriage license. They had an address that was the same address that her actual husband had for a business that he owned. They have pictures of them together all as one. Uh, Ilhan Omar, the real husband and the brother husband. And then on top of that, the brother appears to be gay. So it's like, all right, <laughs> there's no way this is legitimate. Is this, this not even incest on that level? It's incest because you can't get married to your brother. That's called incest, but it's not incest as far as any kind of physical attraction going on between brother and sister. The boy's gay. I mean, if he's not gay, then I can't tell. You know, I don't know what kind of straight man wears romper shorts with a chest hair out. You understand what I'm saying? Anyway... Everybody known about this for a long time, but now you have people on the ground in Minnesota from Somalia, part of the community saying this is what's happening. This is something that's pretty obvious and everybody knows about it. And then on top of that, you have the Tim Minette kerfuffle. Tim Minette is the guy that um Tim Tim Minette is the guy that um is one of her campaign vendors. Probably not the campaign manager, but a vendor, right? This guy allegedly was getting money embezzled through him from Ilhan. So basically, Ilhan Omar gets campaign contributions to the campaign. She can't actually spend that money on just everyday stuff like, you know, uh, getting clothes and shoes and handbags. You can't do that. But if you give the money to a quote-unquote consultant for fees relating to a website and promo and advertising, they can take that money and do with it whatever they want, including giving it back to you. However, if it's found out that you're doing that, that's, that's called investment. You can't do that. You have to spend the money on things that are related to the campaign, not Funnel the money through Ilhan because what's the point of having a law that prevents you from being able to spend your money that you get in the campaign on yourself if you're going to write it to somebody else and then spend it on yourself? That's not how that works. It shouldn't work like that. So there's a law against that. Yeah. Uh, consultation. Exactly, uh, GA. You're providing consultation. I, I see what you're consulting, sir. You consult on something else, but that's a different story. Anyway, this dude was married. She's married. You got the wife of the guy to my neck coming out talking about Ilhan Omar stole my husband from me. All kind of stuff. In divorce court, she's saying this. There's documents. There's evidence. There's so much evidence against her. I mean, okay, let's let's see what, what you got. You got um, bigamy, being married to somebody while you're married. Incest, being married to your brother. That That right there, just that act of being married to your brother, not a physical act. But just being married to a sibling is called incest. So you have bigamy, incest. Um, you have tax fraud because her and her real husband, the guy she has kids with, filed a joint tax return while they were not legally married. You can't do that. You got to be legally married to do so. Because if you did have to be legally married, anybody could do it. You could just find a random guy on the street and file a, a return together. But you can't do that when you're not married. Anyway, 
uh, immigration fraud, tax fraud, bigamy, incest. There are so many things that she could be charged with. It's crazy. So I say lock her up, get her out of here, uh, send her back if possible. And, you know, the, the messed up part is that she's an actual refugee, not one of these um, economic refugees, not one of these um, I'm trying to get money refugees, not one of these uh, I got some drugs, I'm trying to sell it refugees. No, a real refugee from Somalia. She fled to refugee camp in Kenya for four years when she was a child, and then she got rescued by a Lutheran organization. So that's the sad part, but you see what we have right now as a result of that. Unfortunately, but it is what it is. People just violating the law. And I guarantee you there is a lawyer involved that had the whole uh, marriage thing worked out because there are lawyers that specialize in this kind of stuff to help illegal aliens skirt the system or get around. Oh, yeah, they, they exist. I've seen them. I've met them and they don't care. It's just really unscrupulous, but it is what it is. They're getting that money. Which kind of leads me to this whole thing about, oh, they're just trying to... Some some refugees are real, like Ilhan Omar was, but her brother was not a, a refugee. He was living in the UK. So you're not a refugee, sir. You're just an illegal alien trying to get papers by marrying your sister. That's what happened. That is what happened. That's what's going on. <laughs> That's why I said that hat trick. Uh, somebody said Tulsi or Katie Hill. Katie Hill is is disgusting. I mean... Katie Hill looks like the kind of girl that would shoot heroin at a party. You understand what I'm saying? But I'll move on. Anyway, thank you all for being here. I definitely appreciate you. You guys are fantastic. Thank you to the Super Chatters. You guys are great. Um, shout out to Noreen Ryan, who says, keep it up. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Thank you to Marie Stark, who says, number one fan with the emoji. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Thank you to Rodney Boos, who says, don't forget, get out and vote in every election. They all matter. That's right. 1,000%. That is great advice. So if you living in South Carolina, please go to the primary next Saturday. Uh, Super Tuesday, check to see if your particular state votes on that day. And if they do, please go out there and vote. I think mine does. Uh, I'm pretty sure mine does, actually. I will be out there bright and early. I'll have my sticker. I'm going to put it on Instagram just so you know that it's real. It's not a game. I'm out there voting whenever I can for everything. So thank you for your donation, man, and your very timely words. I most certainly appreciate you. Thank you to Carthay Jenian, who says, oh, my man, he upgraded a membership. Thank you to uh, Carthay Jenian for becoming a member of the ABL squad and being an ABL supporter. I appreciate you. Thank you to LaWanda Finch for your donation. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Miriam Vidal, who says Bloomberg owns three planes, two helicopters, six boats, 11 houses, 42 cars. He has a lot in common with the rest of us, doesn't he? <laughs> exactly. Let me just get one plane. How about that? I'm not greedy. I don't want the 42 cars or 11 houses or six boats, two helicopters. Let me just get one plane and then I'm good. That should be too much to ask. I think Bernie would co-sign that because Bernie is not a fan of private property. So I think he'd let me get one plane. And Bernie, if you're watching, I'll let you ride in the plane, sir. You ain't got to worry about it. You don't got to keep getting private planes charter all the time. Ride with me and it's all good. But hey, we're not going to no weird islands or nothing like that like your man did. But we'll move on. Thank you to William Garcia who says, don't forget Bernie had the balls to say that the bread lines are a good thing in Miami. Plus, with a lot of my people who escaped Cuba's communism. Oh, yeah. Bernie is crazy talking about bread lines. How could he say bread lines are a good thing? It doesn't make any sense. 
And I saw a video recently of Cuba, and they have like literal bread lines. Okay, like there's a store people were trying to go to to get their food, like their groceries, uh, eggs, milk, that kind of stuff. It was literally in the middle of the daytime, a line outside of there. It was a gate that was chained up. It was a line outside, and they opened the chain and the gate. People just rushed in like it was Black Friday to get eggs, milk, bread, basic stuff. And then when you go in there, everything on the shelf was the same. No variety at all. This is what communism does. But thank you for your donation, man. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Greg, the movie, and Game Reviewer 117, who says it's going to be a red wave if Bernie gets the nom. Oh, yeah. The red wave. It's going to be Walter Mondale all over again. People don't really necessarily understand that uh, Bernie Sanders, a guy like him, will not fare well in the general election. Maybe in the primary, because people that vote in the primary are a little bit more ravenous, a little bit more rabid. They're going to be more on the far left. But when you're talking about general election, it's not going to be that way. In the general election, people want you to become more center. And like I said in my previous video, how do you go from commie to centrist? It does not work out that way. So he's going to have this really far left point of view. Trump will be the uniter and he's going to be able to succeed. I'd be surprised if Bernie Sanders won five states. It's going to be crazy to see it happen, but I can't wait. Thank you for thank you to Jeff uh, Bernard, who says ABO for president. Hey, I thank you for that, man. I definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Rob Sirianni, Sirianni, who says, love your channel. I stand with ABL. Well, thank you for that, man. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Omar Adams, who says Bernie's got game with the basketball. <laughs> hey, I, I saw Bernie uh, trying to play basketball, and I'm not really sure that, you know, I, I, I don't see old man at YMCA. I see just old man, period. That's that's pretty much what I see. So I don't, I don't know about that one. <laughs> but thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, U812 says, California will vote Bernie. Hey, it, it could happen. It, it definitely could happen. But I think that this would be a great time for Trump supporters to not become complacent, to go out there and vote in droves. You know it's going to be a victory, but don't get complacent. Go out there and vote because you want to stomp your opponent into submission. You want to put the foot on their neck and not let it up. It's like when you are uh, playing football and, you know, the score is real high. It's the fourth quarter. You could just say, okay, let take, take that foot off the gas, take a knee every, you know, nah, we're going to keep going. We're going to run the ball. We're going to do trick plays, all of that to just run up the score. At least run the ball. Just just keep on pushing it. Keep on pushing. Don't let off. Because when you let off, that's how they come back, and then they, they didn't succeed. Or if you let off, then people are like, well, wait a minute. Um, this is not a very big margin of victory. Don't let off. Keep pushing. Keep going hard. That's what I say. All righty. But thank you all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you guys. If you like the video, please like it and share it as well. I most certainly appreciate you for that. And also, uh, subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed already. Some of you guys may not be subscribed, but subscribing is free. Just click that button right there. And then when you click it, there's a little bell right there as well. Click that so you get notified when I go live and or post a new video. Alrighty. And also, I have merch. I have new merch. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me see if I can do this. Okay. Did I pin it? 
All right, I'm, I'm going to try to pin some merchandise and see if it works. Let me see. The rapper 10,000 asked me a good question. He says, thoughts on the partnerings versus the commenting definition with the people who uh, think Trump was partnering? I guess that's what you want to say. Um, okay, now what's happening with pardons versus commutation a pardon means that the crime gets wiped from your record period so you're able to get pardoned even if you're not in jail okay so there's no more felony conviction there's no more probation parole all that is totally gone the crime is just evaporated there's there's no more crime at all period now if you get your sentence commuted all that means is that you get out of jail early and you still had a crime on your record. So like in the case of Rob Blagojevich, he did not get a pardon. He got a commutation. His sentence was 14 years. It got reduced to eight years because that's how long he served. And he was able to get out. He still has the crime on his record. He's still looking at the felon. He still can't do certain things. He still does not have all his rights, but he's not in jail anymore. So you can have a commutation or a pardon. A commutation is if you are in jail currently. A pardon can be given to you at any point in time. You could be in jail and get a pardon or out of jail and get a pardon. And a crime is totally wiped away from your record altogether. Hopefully that makes sense. All right. But yeah, um, expunged. Yeah, expunged, it's kind of like the same thing. But at the same time, it, it might not be. Because if you get your record expunged, that's like when you get, that's only when you're out of jail. You can't get expunged while you're in jail. You have to serve your sentence and then after you get out, it gets wiped from your record. That's what expunging is. But you can be in jail and get a pardon. You can also be out of jail and get a pardon. So I guess in the case of uh, people that are already out, a pardon could be the same thing as being expunged. All righty. But again, thank you all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you guys. 1000%. Let me see. Yeah, Vegas is going to be interesting. I want to see how this whole thing works out with the primary when it comes to Trump. I want to see what the numbers are um, for him there. And I want to see the full results because they still only have like 4.2% in. It's like, come on, let's not have this be, you know, this, this, this silly thing happening again with the caucus results not coming in until like three weeks later. We don't got no time for that. But the support for Bernie is big, only, but it, it's, it looks bigger than what it is. You may see 5,000 people, but how many of those 5,000 people can vote? <laughs> like, how many of them can vote? Illegal aliens, people that don't live in the state. How many of them can vote, number one? And number two, will it be enough to overcome what Trump is going to do. Did, did Nevada go blue in 2016 or did it go red? I'm pretty sure it went red, but I can't remember right now on top of my head. Let me see. Uh, Brian Anu says, Ebio, what's up? Crazy Bernie versus Trump, what say you? Uh, you already know, Trump all day long. That'd be easy. That'd be a flawless victory right there. That'd be too much. It wouldn't even be, it, it, it'd be a landslide victory for sure. The real Alex Doe says parts of Oregon want to secede into Utah. And you know what? There could be some uh, secessions going on here. You have northern part of California. They want to become its own independent state. California is too big. Uh, and they're talking about it could break up into three or four or five different groups. Uh, because you have L.A., 
and San Fran running the whole state and people that live in places that are not anywhere near there are feeling the result of it. What's good for a San Fran may not be good for uh, like a Redding or somewhere else. What's good for LA may not even be good for San Diego or like Bakersfield. There should be a little bit more separation of, you know, and then they talk about, oh, California is a big economy, but they also don't talk about the, the debt that California has and the crazy things they have going on with the drugs and the illegal aliens and everything else. Did Nevada go blue? 100% blue? Wow. I, I, I didn't know. So now here's a question. If Nevada went blue in 2016, can it go red in 2020? Or are we just too far gone? with demographics or just the voting patterns of people that live there, the Californians that came to Nevada, you know, because that, that could change it right there. People talking about Northern Virginia uh, having a problem with immigration. It's not immigration. That's the problem with Northern Virginia. The problem is um, migration from within the country, American citizens coming from other states into Northern Virginia voting blue. That's the problem. New Yorkers are the worst. Shout out, to, shout out to New Yorkers. I, I love New Yorkers, but the liberal New Yorkers are the absolute, the liberal New Yorkers. Okay, here, here's, a, here's a question. Who is worse, liberal New Yorkers or liberal Californians? Matter of fact, you know what? I'm sorry. I think the California liberals are worse because Trump at one point was a New York liberal. But the California liberals, oh my goodness. I mean, you're talking about guys that are into just weird stuff. At least I don't see people just shooting heroin on the street in New York City. Bill de Blasio not going to let you just smoke crack in the street. Maybe he does, but I've not seen that. But in California, I'm seeing open crack smoking, open heroin shooting. It was um, a restaurant in San Fran where people were eating. And it was outside, like a little terrace type thing outside. And... It was a guy pulling his pants down, just having at it, you know, re re relieving himself, you know, using the bathroom right there with no bathroom. You understand what I'm saying? So you're, you're eating your stromboli, right? You're looking straight at this dude's hind parts, just like a horse out there on the street handling his business. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, I've not seen that yet in a place like New York. Hopefully I don't see it, but I've not seen it. Yeah, California, definitely the worst as far as liberals are concerned. Beautiful place, but when you get into the cities, it's looking like just, I can't even really describe it. It looks real bad. It looks really, really bad. All right, so everybody's saying California. Oh, liberal Marylanders. Uh, Maryland's not that bad. I've been to Maryland. I got family up there. It's not... It's not as bad as California, like in the in the bad parts. But then again, you know what? Hey, Baltimore, yikes. I mean, it's that's pretty bad too. I mean, and there's no excuse for that because Maryland has a lot of money. People want to talk about poverty and money. It's like, how much money do you need? There's so much money in Maryland. It's a rich state because of DC. Like, I mean, what's the what's the problem? There's plenty of cash right there in Maryland. Why does Baltimore look like a third world country? I don't understand.
Is that California is the worst? Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. All righty. Portland. Yeah, Portland is pretty bad. All right. Yeah, hopefully Kim Classic has a chance. Classic, pardon me. Hopefully she, hopefully she has a chance to win. But it's going to be hard up there in, in, in Baltimore because um, Kwasi and Fume is running for that spot. Now, Kwasi and Fume was the NAACP leader for a long time, NAACP national leader for a long time. So that's going to be kind of hard to beat that guy up there in that area where they've been voting Democrat for a very long time. If there was like an unknown person that you may have a better chance. So hopefully, but you know what? When loser draw, I commend her for trying because one thing that nobody can say is that we don't try. Nobody can say, oh, nobody comes here to try and, you know, make a difference. We, we're trying, but people have to be open to people that are coming who are conservative. You can't just be doing the same thing over and over again and not be open. It's got to be a two-way street. We can do it. We can do on our side as far as trying to, you know, put something out there and uh, wanting to help. But we got to be able to have the assistance from the community. That has to be going on 100%. All right. Yes, Kwasi Fume is running in uh, Baltimore to replace Elijah Cummings. That is correct. So we're going to see how that works out. Hopefully, Kimberly has a, a chance of being able to succeed up there. All right. All right, I'm reading some of the comments here. And thank y'all for being here yet again. Please like the video. Oh, and I almost forgot about the teenage Trump supporters in, uh, where was that? Somewhere in Indiana, close to Gary. I forget the name of the, the town, but it's right there close to Gary, Indiana. I guess that could be considered Chicagoland. Not quite Chicago, but not very far from Chicago. Probably about a half hour away from South Chicago or what they call it, East Side, real close to Chicago, but not quite. Anyway, I thought that area was mega country. That's what I was told, right? That's what Juicy Smollett told me, uh, that the white man told him last year that Chicago was mega country. So I'm confused as to why these two teenage boys that had Trump flags on the back of their bicycles, not motorbikes, not motorcycles, bicycles, you know, the pedals, the uh -uh, one of those, right? Twin boys on their bikes riding around playing with Trump flags on the back get ran off the road by this grown man and his woman talking about, oh, y'all scared like y'all president. And then this guy, this big brain, super genius, Albert Einstein, Galileo, took his phone out and recorded the whole thing, put it on Snapchat. It's like, sir, why are you recording this crime on Snapchat? You ran two kids off the road and then you want to go up there and threaten them and talk crazy and put it on Snapchat. Like the police can't find that. Maybe they think that Snapchat is police proof. No, the police can see everything. They can see Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. They can see your DMs. They can see all of that. The pictures you send, where you at, all of that. You know, I know guys that have been on the run and got caught like that from their, from their phone pinging. It's like, where, where's the brain power at? Anyway, I thought that Chicago was mega country. I guess not. When you have on, when you have a Trump flag on your bicycle and you almost get ran over by a truck 
or a car, whatever they had, and then you get put on Snapchat and embarrassed. It's crazy. But hey, that's why you got to arm yourself and be safe. Them kids, however, can't arm themselves. You can't be having a gun at 13. So what are you going to do? I think I proposed in my most recent video, if we're going to have a thing called hate crimes, then politically motivated things should be hate crimes as well. If we're going to have hate crimes, let's include things that are politically motivated. It can't just be because you're gay or trigender, whatever you want to call yourself. How about include political things in there? I mean, if it's not already, then it should be. Okay, it, it most certainly should be 1000%. Oh, and I almost forgot, talking about violence is a good segue. Uh, shout out to Steve Scalise. He wrecked the guy. What's what's the boy's name? Um, Keith Ellison, Minnesota. Keith Ellison was trying to defend Bernie Sanders, talking about the Bernie bros, saying, show me one example of when the Bernie bros done something bad. And Steve Scalise said, well, I can think of one time, because <laughs> remember, it was a Bernie bro that shot him and almost killed him at the baseball practice. He had a list of people he wanted to kill, and he would have been able to be successful if not for the people that were there that had guns to protect them at the practice. They, they showed him on the stretcher today. Like, they had Scalise on Fox News today. They showed him on the stretcher. It was blood everywhere. It looked terrible. Terrible. So, yes. Bernie bros do get violent. I've never seen any Trump supporter go out there and hurt anybody or shoot anybody or anything like that. People want to say, people want to say Charlottesville, but who did that? And who, and who was the person they did it to? They never said the guy was a Trump supporter. He was just a random guy. Anyway, uh, hanging AZ says, were the kids white or were, were they white? I don't know if they were white. I would assume that they were, but I don't know. Possibly could have been. I have no idea. They didn't say in the, in the article. But, I mean, you're not far from Chicago. They could have been black. I don't, I have no idea. But let it have been the other way around. Let it have been two black kids. If there were black kids, I think we would know if the perpetrator were conservative. Let it have been two black kids on their bike with uh, Obama flags on the back. And then you have a guy, red MAGA hat, white dude, tatted it up in his F-150 Run them off the road. Oh, this is going back to the 60s and four little girls getting bombed in the church. This is dealing with roof all over it. All of that would be brought up. But since that ain't the case, then we don't hear anything about it. This story would not even be touched by the media at all. It might get touched on briefly and then they'll move on. Charlottesville gets talked about every single day. Every debate, every time that Trump is out there and then the media are just at a loss for words. They're just... Revert back to Charlottesville and talk about that for a few minutes to fill the air. They bring up Charlottesville all the time. Good people on both sides. They bring it up all the time. But when you have two kids that ran, ran off the road by some nut job because he has on a, a Trump flag on his bike, uh, that's not really a big deal. Talk about it right quick for a moment and move on. That's how it works. That's our uh, corrupt media for you, 1,000%. Yeah, the MAGA bomber, nobody even fake bombs, nobody even got hurt at all. That whole thing, I think that was bogus. Let me see. Uh, say They Say says, remember the MAGA bomber, some lefty nut that was a Bernie bro all of two weeks before Maryland fake bombs. Exactly, exactly, 100%. So we're going to see how this whole thing plays out. When you see Bernie get the nomination, 
the Bernie Bros are going to emerge from the basement. It's going to be like cicadas coming out. You understand? Like you may see a cicada every now and again outside of their cycle, but when he gets a nomination, they're going to emerge from the basement like cicadas, just like locusts everywhere. But it won't be that many of them, which is why they're going to lose. It's going to be crazy. You're going to see races where it's like Trump gets like 53% of the vote, 55%. It's going to be like that in every state. And then it'd be like 60, 70, 80. It'd be crazy to see it. But I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. I will be streaming that event when it happens live. The election oath. That's going to be a, a, a must-see. That's going to be must-see TV for sure. 1,000%. But thank you all for being here. definitely appreciate you. Uh, thank you to the Super Chatter. Hold on. Let me see. Did I make sure I got you here? Well, I have to... Hold on. I have to refresh right here. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And also, if you're not subscribed already, please do so. That'll help me out tremendously. And, oh, shout out to Robert DiMartino, who says, can you find the Breadline interview and do a video? I'm going to check it out and see what's going on. Thank you for your donation. And shout out to Seha, who says, on vacation, caught you for a minute. Good to see you, bro. Godspeed, ABL. Hey, thank you for your donation, man, and your support. I most certainly appreciate it. Let's go ahead and go to the calls. Let's get Skype fired up. If it operates improperly, it's not my fault. Don't blame me. All right. Yeah, yeah the Bernie Bros are a mess, 1,000%. All right, let's get these settings together. Don't mind this. It's just, I'll fix it in a moment. Okay, let's get this. Perfect, perfect. And let's fix my camera right quick. Good as new. All right, the number to call is 434-658-1220. Two, three, nine, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how's it going, Anthony? Sorry about that. Let me turn this down. All right, everything's good. I'm silent now, so I can talk to you. All right, man. Everything's good, man. How about yourself? Oh, everything's great. I just had one question for you. All right. Obama is going to be at Super Tuesday, and he's going to give a speech. Do you think he's going to endorse somebody? And if so, who? Um, wow, that's a great question. I think he will endorse somebody because at that point, I think Biden, right? Uh, no, 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 uh uh, because what's going to happen, <laughs> he'll endorse whoever's, whoever's in the lead at that particular point. Because wait, what he does not want to do is uh endorse the loser of the nomination, so he'll endorse Bernie Sanders, in my opinion. But if he endorses Bernie, then that, that proves like socialism is the head right now and the focus of the Democratic Party. I mean, he'd be safer endorsing Bloomberg, but then if he does, he kind of shows that he's an elitist because he is also a superdelegate. So, <laughs> plus it'll be a real big slap on Joe Biden. Hey, yeah, but you know what? The thing about it is um, he's been kind of slapping Joe Biden for the whole time because he's not helped him at all, not done any kind of stumping or anything, nothing. No, no, no interviews, no... He's not mentioned his name at all throughout this whole process. So he's been kind of slapping him the whole time. People have been wondering, hey, why have you not endorsed Joe Biden? Oh, I won't do it until the primary. Okay, here we are now. You're giving the speech. 
I think he still won't do it because he knows that he has no chance of being able to succeed. He did poorly in Nevada as he did in Iowa and New Hampshire. So he'll he'll endorse, in my opinion, uh, Bernie Sanders. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, last thing I want to tell you was I found the Klobuchar thing about her being racist with the African-American people that you uh, were talking about you couldn't find. Yes. Um, and basically all it says is she didn't say anything to uh, African-American people. She was just saying that uh, they asked her, oh, Trump claims to have support from the African-American and minorities and all that. And she said, well, I think that, you know, a lot of those kinds of people, she said kind of like they're kind of ignorant, but she also said that they live in mostly white areas. So uh, kind of become <laughs> subjective to the people around them. That's why they have to vote for Trump, basically. That's all she said. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that's crazy. That, that's basically it. But I know you got to get the callers. Thank you for answering my question, and uh, I'll keep listening. Have a good one. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. That is crazy. Wow. Okay. I got to find that one. I'm going to do a video about that one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It's not racist. It's just, but that's that's how they think, though. That's how they think on the left. And it's crazy because, okay, let's uh, unpack that right quick, as the cool kids would say. Um, mostly white areas, like what? Um, Illinois, that's 71% white versus Mississippi, that's like 56% white. So the state you're talking about is like less white than a totally blue state the the blue states a lot of times have more have a bigger white population than anywhere else like where i'm at is more diverse like i'm I'm in tennessee where i'm at is much more diverse than uh you know like a new york state so what are we talking about i don't really know but that's that's what they think they don't because they don't understand the american people they look at things just from their ivory tower in the sky they don't get it but hey it's all good to me I'm going to do a video about that if I can find it. If I can find a, a video of her saying it. And then my thing is, okay, you want to like attack white people. Aren't you white? Have you not seen a mirror any anywhere, ma'am? You're white too. So, okay. So if I'm wanting to vote for you, you're white. How are you different than Trump if it's all about skin color? You're both white. What's the difference? Obviously, it ain't just about skin color. It's a little bit more than that, but we'll move on. Let's go. 240, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Everything's good, man. What's going on? No, Dana Vidal. You know how that go, bro. They losing their mind. Yo, Lamar, everybody, all the liberals are losing their mind saying that she didn't marry her brother. Yeah, she did. She married her brother. She has two different husbands. Yeah, and, and, and she's about to go to jail for tax fraud. Everybody, no, she's not. Yeah, she is. She's about to lose her seat big time. Oh, yeah, it's a rap. It's, it's definitely a rap. The squad's falling apart. The squad's losing their mind. They're done. The squad is done. Stick a fork in them. It's done. And and, and, and their rant tear is over. Especially that uh, OKC. She's done. She's done. She, 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 she's not getting reelected because she does nothing. She does nothing but complain. Nothing but complain. So if Bernie Sanders, so please wait. If Bernie Sanders won presidency, she's done. Don't you think so? Oh, uh, who you talking about? Who now? Okay. Oh, AOC. Uh, Ocasio. 
We'll see. We'll see how that works. We'll, we'll definitely see because um, I think that she wants to have Bernie win so she can, you know, have a higher platform because she wants to push everything far to the left. So if you get Bernie in there, but see, the thing about it is uh, he'll lose anyway. So it'd be interesting to see what happens after he loses. Exactly. And that's what people don't understand. He doesn't have a shot in, a shot in hell to win. And and Elizabeth Warren have a shot in hell to win. The only person that may have a chance, I actually Bloomberg's only person I think that may can beat him, but but he he's not he's not his nomination. That's the sad part, am I right? Bloomberg has no chance of getting a nomination at all. And he, he he can't win anyway because people on the left may see him as too right. So, nah, he has no chance and you know, all this money, a a a, fan, a, a super billionaire, it's gonna be hard for him to be able to win on the left. So I think their best bet is Bernie at this particular point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I, I also been following a lot of these uh, these uh, 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 savage moments of uh, Trump. You seen the savage moment videos that Trump had on on on, his, on, on the run of his new elect twenty twenty election? He's been he's been just going at people hard. You seen it? They seen the savage videos on YouTube. Check nah. them out when you get a chance. Yeah, I check them out. Yeah, and another thing is, you heard about the Wayne Wade and his son transgendering and how and, and, and how his wife's well Gabriel Union is uh going around propping him up to be the new Hollywood uh new Hollywood cool parents. You heard about that? Yeah, I've been watching that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the thing about it, I was trying to explain but I said I, I said this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it okay for people to be this way. And they 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 they're starting with the young generation and 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 it's and, and it's just sickening. Wouldn't you agree that, 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 that the left is pandering to this? It started in California. It's, it's trying to trickle it down everywhere else, but it's not working like they wanted to. It's fast they wanted to. Would you not agree? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a whole, it's, 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 it's getting crazy out here. Because people, did, did, you, did, you, did, you, did, did you hear about Flockers talks? Uh, oh, I want to tell you about the Bennett. I didn't get a chance to tell you about the Bennett call. I mean, remember uh, uh, Bennett got attacked? They said, they said, that's like the third time he's been attacked at a rally. You said Bennett got attacked at a rally? Yeah, Caitlyn Bennett. Oh, he's like talking about, uh, yeah, Caitlyn Bennett. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like the third time getting attacked. I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to live place. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry, ABL. But yeah, it's like the third time getting attacked. And uh, Fluckus, you know, you heard of Fluckus talks, heard him too? Yeah. They heard him? Yeah, he, he got attacked by, uh, I think got attacked in Portland at an Antifa uh, rally. They were throwing throwing milkshakes at him and all kind of lots at him and stuff. He's a pretty big guy. Yeah, I mean, but you got all them people around just, like, the way they want to do it is mob up on you, like, in their group. If it's, like, a one-on-one situation, they cowards, they don't want to do that because they, they, they exactly. it, you know, they, they're, like, they, they can't, they only are working properly in the group, and then you can't be armed that's why they didn't want to go to the Virginia rally and act up because everybody got guns. They can't they can't go there and act up there, but they want to go where everybody's unarmed. That's what uh, these criminal types do. These thug types do. They go to where people are weak and then they attack them there. Exactly. That's the thing that makes me so sad. And then, okay, another question: Do you think Virginia's gonna pass that uh, that 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 uh, the new law about the, uh, about the about the new weapons ban? Then they're gonna pass it. Um, I'm not sure. Like for now, it's been tabled up until next year, but I'm not really sure if they're gonna 
uh, move forward on it. Hopefully they don't. I don't think they will because the thing about it is because Virginia is that kind of state where they love the guns there. <laughs> they just say they do. You know what I'm saying? Because a couple of people with me, a, a couple of work with me, they was like, they were living like Winchester. They were like, we're not, we're not, we're not giving up our weapons. And I'm telling you right now, the cops, the cops are not going to obey this rule. I'm like 90 sure they're not. You think so, ABL? Uh, I don't know. Hard to tell. Yeah. Well, all right, ABL. I'm not, I'm not hosting me your time. I'm got a lot of calls coming through. Thanks, chat room, for here listening to me babble a little bit. Y'all have a nice day. All right. Peace, love, and jerk, girl, juice. Uh, Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right. Shout out to my man, JB, for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. And thank you all for being here. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Let me get to the next call. 702, you know, line, who am I speaking to? Yes, hi. This is the Red Pill Barista from San Francisco. All right, man. What's going on? How are you doing tonight, Mr. Logan? Everything's great, man. Can't complain. First of all, I want to congratulate the Seltzer man, the commie from Brooklyn, for winning Nevada. He's well on his way to getting cheated by Bloomberg in Milwaukee, so congratulations to him and his Antifa followers. <laughs> secondly, secondly, I want to say one thing about that, uh, that white trash and Clyde, those two animals that ran those kids off the road. I saw your video today on it. Let me tell you something. Those people are disgusting. She's obviously a meth head, and who the hell knows what he is? They, those kids have a right to put a Trump hat on their head. They have a right to put an ice cream cone on their head and not to get arrested in the United States. It's a freaking shame. Thirdly, I want to say one thing about the ICE agents coming into California. Despite the disgusting uh, press conference by the mayor and Michael Moore, the police chief, about how they're not going to enforce the immigration laws, let me tell you one thing about that. In San Diego, I don't know if you've heard, Mr. Logan, but the sheriff went along with ICE when they arrested two scumbags down there, two illegal aliens, Nancy Pelosi's, who only, who only endangered a child's life, sexual harassment of a child, reckless engagement, DUI, and the ICE still had to beg to take them away. What is going on with this country? Next, I want to say one thing. I want to make a pay-per-view event, and this pay-per-view event I think will make you millions of dollars. And what I want to do is I want to get one of those big hamster wheels, human-sized. One of them we could fit Zion in it, and the other one we could fit Smollett in it. And like they have in PetSmart, roll it down the aisles, and the first one to the finish line gets a new prom dress. I think that would go coast to coast. Because those two are made for each other, if you know what I mean. Or lastly, I want to say one thing. Don't worry about the November election, because it ain't going to be any changes. Do you see the clowns? For example, I've been watching YouTube, and will somebody get Tom Steyer the hell off of YouTube? He has bought millions of dollars of ads, apparently, and all he does is put his skinny white butt over there and pander to every Tom, Dick, and Harry that, that he can pander to. I am sick of it. Before I watch one of your videos, I have to see him for 15 seconds pander. <laughs> 
pandering to six little Mexican girls saying that he wants every illegal alien to have documents in this country. Give me a break, Steyer. Nobody cares about you. You're last every freaking time. Get out. And as far as Bloomberg, that was a joke what happened to Bloomberg. That man looked even smaller than he was. If Elizabeth Warren, if Pocahontas, if Chief, if Chief Run from the Moon can slap can be slap you around, then you know you're not only a man, but you are a wimp. Finally, this is the last thing. San Francisco, let me tell you something. I spoke to somebody who lost their job in one, I think it was a public works a couple days ago because a transvestite person came in and he used the improper pronoun. 26 years the man worked there, and within three days he was fired. I'll tell you something. Ilian Omar, that rubber from another brother, she can walk around. She can, she can marry her brother. She can go into Congress, and nothing happens to her. You call a man a sir, the first thing they do is kick you out. What kind of country is this? And now we got coronavirus victims coming in without even... Donald Trump is permission. So we've got 15 coronavirus carriers walking around the United States. I'll tell you, it's getting crazier and crazier, and I'm going to move somewhere where, where it's not too crazy. Well, on second thought, I can't think of that place right now, but when I do, I'll let you know. Have a good night, Mr. Logan, and once again, thank you for letting me tell the truth. Good night. Thank you for the call. All right. Shout out to my man, uh, Red Pill Barista out there in San Francisco, dropping uh, truth as always. And I appreciate you guys for being here. I found a video right quick that I want to show you guys. This is uh, Chris Matthews from MSDNC. I'm sorry, MS13 NBC. That's right. Uh, he's talking about Bernie Sanders winning in Nevada. He says, hold on, matter of fact, I, I, I can let you hear it, and then you'll be able to just pick it up that way. Let's see if we can get some sound. What is going on here, and is this any way to pick a nominee? Well, I don't think so, but uh, it's, it is the way we're picking this one, and it looks like Bernie Sanders is hard to beat right now. I'm with Carville all the way in terms of the dangers of what alerts what lies ahead in November. I'm very much aware of them. They're sitting on so much oppo research on Bernie, what he said in the past about world affairs, how far left he is. I'm not sure how far left he is, but they're going to make the most of that in terms of world politics. They're going to kill him. But uh, I think it's a little late to stop him. And I think that's the problem. By the way, if you look at the pattern, it's dynamic. Uh, Bernie won the popular vote in Iowa. He won, he won it again in New Hampshire. It looks like he's going to win it here when they finally get a vote. Bernie's been winning consistently, and I think it's mathematically understandable. Every time we poll, every time Steve and everybody polls, two-thirds of the Democratic vote, two-thirds of people who call themselves Democrats, are either liberal or very liberal. All Bernie ever had to do, and he's done it beautifully, is get a majority of that, and he's up to the mid-30s. If you get half of 67, you're into the mid-30s, and that's where he's gotten it a little better. Biden, his only prayer, 
was to consolidate the third of the vote that's moderate and conservative. And he got nowhere near clearing that field. Nowhere near. That's split up four ways now. And so with new people coming in, Deval Patrick came in, he didn't make it. Uh, Bloomberg is in, he's probably going to survive a bit longer because of his money. But that field wasn't cleared. The only way Biden could win in that one-third of the vote that's either moderate or conservative is to sweep it. He got nowhere near. Bernie, on the other hand, did his job. He got more than a majority, more than a majority of that 67%. That is the name of the game. It is pretty much over unless that changes. I was reading last night, Brian. I know you're a history guy, too. Yep. I'm reading last night about the fall of France in the summer of 1940. And the general, Renault, calls up Churchill and says, it's over. And Churchill said, how can it be? you got the greatest army in Europe. How can it be over? He said, it's over. So I had that suppressed feeling. I can't be as wild as Carville, but he is damn smart. And I think he's damn right on this one. Yep, that's a wrap. So, I mean, we're, we're going to see. Now, I, th I thought I'd be something different. This person, I don't know who this is. This, this nut talking about Nazi Germany. It wasn't mentioned at all. He's just talking about, like, the, the thing about it being over, because it is over. It's a wrap. It's a wrap city. So we'll we'll see how this works out <laughs> when it comes time. Like, they may do a broker convention because he may not get enough delegates to, to you know, send him over the top. That's going to be a problem. They might try to sell it from there at the convention. I think it's going to be in um, Milwaukee, Minnesota, or somewhere. That's going to be very, very interesting. But we'll keep moving with the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. 319 in the line, I'm speaking to. Yeah, hi. Um, Mr. Logan, I have just a quick question. Um, we know how the uh, the left always want to push the, um, the, the racist stuff on Trump supporters. And I just want to uh, ask if what your feelings or if you have any knowledge on what the true um, demographics of people out, um, African-Americans and Hispanics are actually getting out and voting for Trump. And then I'll get off the line. Appreciate what you do. And if you could just speak on that briefly, I'd really appreciate it. Have a good day. Thank you for the call. Now, as far as demographics of black Trump supporters, it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, I think last year, as far as black support, we were at 8% for Trump, but you got to put things in perspective because in 2008, it was 4% for the Republican. Now, you have Barack Obama, that was kind of an anomaly, but I mean, you have uh, uh, Deval Patrick, where's the support for him? Uh, Wayne Mason, where's the support for him? Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Cory Booker, where's the support for him? And although she's not really black, black enough, Kamala Harris, where's the support for her? So 4% for the GOP in 2008, 8% for the GOP in 2016. That's double, 100% increase. Now, I think we could go to 16% this year. That'd be another 100% increase, 200% from 08 to 2020, 12 years. So if we keep this pace going, we could definitely keep it. Uh, we, can, we can get it to a high number. It'll plateau eventually, but we can get it to a higher number. I'm thinking eventually like at least 35 to 40% consistently, maybe even more, who knows, but definitely at least 16. The poll I saw said 34% black support for Trump. I'm not sure if it's going to be that high when you come to actually, uh, when it comes time to vote, but it's going to be high, especially if Bernie wins. The nomination but as far as hispanic support i'm not really sure it's going to be high too i think it might have been like 30 percent last time 35 percent. it could be as high as 35 to 40 maybe maybe about 40 percent this time maybe 
I'm not quite sure what the numbers were last time, but I know as far as the black numbers, what they were up top of my head right now. As far as Hispanic, I look up Hispanic, but as far as black vote, it was 4% in 08 for GOP, 8% in 2016. I think it'd be 16% this year. We'll, we'll double the voter number in a shorter amount of time. It went from 08 to 16 to go double. It'd be half the time, but still double. So double the rate. So that's pretty much what's going on with that. All right. But thank y'all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you. If you like what you're hearing so far, please hit the like button. And if you are on the audio streaming platform, do whatever you can for me over there. I'd greatly appreciate you for it. Let's get to the next call. All righty. I have somebody on the line I wanted to get. Hold on. Let's go. 737, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Awesome. Uh, this is Luciano from Texas. Um, sorry if you hear most in the background. Oh, I'm going to close my, my door. Can you hear me better now? I hear you well. All right, cool. So, wow, I did not expect to make it, but I don't think a lot of callers are actually in the line today, huh? Anyway, so um, I wanted to bring up the Dwayne Wade situation. You heard about it, right? Yeah. Hero, transgender, this and the third. Well, I want to make some comments, actually. What I think is the we're leaving behind youth culture, I think, in the U.S., but at the same time, we're so obsessed with it. And we don't know how to prioritize our children anymore. You know what I mean? We, we, we've given children so much freedom, but at the same time, we've given them so much protection. So now, one way to discipline them is getting into transgenderism. Have you noticed that we're making kids like all these proving grounds for a lot of weird social and political trends? Oh, absolutely. I yes. And I know it's also the another scapegoat I know is with children is the vape crisis. We're never going after adults for vaping; it's always the kids and teens. So, are you saying that the vape the vape crisis is not really real? No, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to say that uh, we're go, we're we're getting more. I guess you could say we're getting more disciplinary on the kids and teens doing that. We're not so much on the adults. Even that's even saying to the younger adults, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, for the kids, the kids shouldn't be vaping because it's it's not legal for them to vape. And then not, not, you, got kids, you got kids getting sick. So for that, I understand. But, you know, that could be uh, considered a form of targeting right there because they're targeting the kids with the transgender stuff to push that on them. Mm -hmm. Then they're, they're also targeting kids for the vaping because one thing to understand is that uh, the biggest company, the biggest vaping company, Juul, is owned by Big Tobacco. So their whole objective is to get kids involved with the vaping early so they get hooked on nicotine so then they can sell them other tobacco products as they get older so now they got a lifelong customer it's the old dope boy trick get you hooked on something smaller and then keep you as a lifelong repeat customer yep 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 and also and the thing is kids we're supposed to look out and to society but i think we're our mentors are becoming so abandoned so who do we love look up to with the with the dominant society when we look up to what the dominant society and what it tells us to do. So if the dominant society, you know, allowed and encouraged children to say, I don't know, disobey the law, you know, a lot of children will be falling for that prey. You know what I mean? Right. And I know that's a general thing to say, but there has, I mean, there has been times where I, I can think of that being considered into account. For example, when children once encouraged to participate in drug in drug violence, you saying what now? Wearing the wearing children once to 
taken into consideration for participating in drug into drug violence and you already seen this as well with the trafficking oh yeah yeah they're using children for the drug war i noticed but nobody's saying squat about it not even the liberals that's right we're supposed to be able to these do-gooders right so, and so i think uh socialist uh marketing starts with children all this all this uh, advertising towards children, it's, uh, it's a sign of, of communism and socialism. Why? Because we're giving away so much stuff and promoting them with so much free, uh, not so much, not necessarily free stuff, but stuff that's supposed to make them happy and spoiled, when in reality, it's, it's another way of, of, of giving all these corporations so much power. Right, so, right. Yep. So, I mean, I'm just thinking to myself, the transgenderism stuff, it just goes to show that kids have no novelty these days. You know, we're so, and I'm, although I may be 18, I feel for my youth. I really feel for my youth. Our youth is becoming less responsible, less productive, less capable. But who can we really blame in this one? Our parents, our grandfathers, our forefathers. It's a little bit of everything going on. It's a, you know, it's a lot, a lot of blame to go around. Mhm. So I mean, I really feel for our youth, and their generation C is supposed to be the most conservative. Yet I see a very split uh, cultural realm. On one hand, I see people like Greta Thunberg, that frightens me. You know, what can I hope for my generation? But on the other hand, I actually see a lot of. I understand it's kind of like a hot trend to be conservative fair enough but there are some legit genuine conservatives out there from this generation right cj peterson is already, uh you know cj pearson right yes he's already starting i think uh he's already starting a foundation of his own i forgot the name of it okay um, but if i can remember the name i'll probably put it in the comments or in the live stream somewhere and then another conservative from this generation that i can go um, he's not really official, but the only name of that one girl that got almost banned. She's, I think, 14 at the moment or 15. Uh, Soph? Yeah, Soph. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So, so I have my hope, but this, you know, we have to, we have to really be as reserved as possible. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. So just my message out there being... If you got, if you want to have kids in this day and age, just keep them away from the media as much as possible. No the doubt, media man. Always tells them, yeah, man. Don't. I mean, it's okay to keep your children, you know, media exposure, but don't make them. Don't let the media be their, their, their I guess you could say, their foundation. Let them. You teach them a foundation. I'm tired of kids being always put on a pedestal for everything. You know what I mean? Right. So, that's all I got for now. But thank you for letting me call in, as you always. Uh, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Anytime. All right. Shout out to my man for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. 509, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Rick. All righty, Rick. What's going on? Well, uh, I'll make it short. You know, I think we've uh, passed a point where... Uh, no matter how this turns out, I, I think we're going to see a lot of violence in this country. The Bernie bros have told us what they're going to do. And at this point now, if they steal this from uh, Bernie, 
I think I think his people are just going to go berserk. And if they don't steal it from him, uh, Trump's Trump's going to crush him. And I think we are, we're still going to see then rioting from the Bernie Bros. So. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I have, but I have a question. Do you think the the Bernie Bros are worse now than they were in 2016? Because it was a lot of support for Bernie Sanders back then. Have they gotten worse since then? Yes, I do. I, I honestly do. Look, I you know I I've been in the liberty movement for decades. I'm I'm almost 62 years old. Uh, I entered the uh, liberty movement in around 1980 81 uh, when I was still just in the you know in the army just before I got out. And yeah, and I've I've never seen this country as divided. And like I said, I've been involved for a long time. Right. Uh, I think we're I think we're in serious trouble in this country. Well, I mean, that's my, that's my yeah. take. Okay. Well, uh, I, I think that um, somebody, somebody, I think some Bernie Bros could be a little unhinged, but I think the main thing we have on our side is the ability to protect ourselves in certain places. You know. You had the ability to get the First Amendment, I mean, the Second Amendment, both, really. But you got to hold on to those because if you don't hold on to them, if, if, you, if you live in an area where you don't have that ability to protect yourself, then you're going to be in the world of, world of trouble. Uh, like the guy that shot Steve Scalise, right. that, that, that could happen again if people aren't able to protect themselves. So I think the main thing would just be everybody just stay aware. Don't let your guard down. Don't think, okay, we have the election it's one, it's over. Go out there and vote and be vigilant. Be, you know, protect yourself. Understand that people are out there that don't want you to go forward. They want their candidate to win and they're going to do crazy things to be able to stop you from winning. So just be vigilant, protect yourself. That's the main thing. I don't think that it would be anything too bad, but there could be some episodes of violence. We got to be prepared for. Yeah, and I live in a place where I can protect myself. I mean, the laws here aren't great, but I mean, I, I will not allow anybody to disarm me. It's just, I, I just, uh, I just, uh, I, I mourn for my country. Yeah, it is you know, I, I've never seen it this bad, and I, if we don't turn this around, we're going to lose this republic. Yeah, I understand. So, look, I, I, I'll let you go. I appreciate everything you do. Uh, I'm subscribed to your channel. Uh, you know, it's good to have you, you know, on the side of conservatism. Conservatism. So I just wanted to say thank you. Well, thank you for the call. Most certainly appreciate you. Okay. All right. All right. Shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. Yeah. My my thing is just be vigilant. Just keep your head on the swivel. Make sure that you are aware where you at or all, at all times, uh, and just be prepared. Be armed. Be prepared. Be ready. Let's get to the next call. Two two eight on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello, who is this? Uh, ABL. Yes, it is. Oh, uh, the reason why I called, I just wanted to say about Amy Klobuchar. She knows nothing about black people. Absolutely nothing. I could tell just by looking at her, and the things that she said, she doesn't know what how to uh, even appeal to them at all, at all. And I don't know what I can tell her to to connect. You know, I just don't know because she wouldn't understand. And as far as uh, black people uh, identifying 
with the the what's that other guy said identifying with the uh the the dominant race or something did you know they have whole communities of black people that if you looked at them you wouldn't even know they're black one one town in particular is in ohio east jackson ohio looks like all white people were bombing blue-eyed kids but they identify as black because that's you know, their ancestry goes back, goes way back to slavery days, you know, mm. that goes, you know. But uh, if she wants to get the black vote, which I doubt she cares, she better know how to, to connect with them. And uh, we're not all the same, just like all white people are not the same. You can't talk to me one way and my neighbor another way because we got different opinions on a lot of things. You know, she likes cantaloupe. I can't stand cantaloupe. You know, she she likes this and I like that. We're people. We're not we're not pancakes. We're not all the same like a Waffle House pancake. You know, I don't know if she knows what I'm saying, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You agree with everything your neighbor says? Nope. Uh, right. You, you, you've got a brother-in-law that you disagree with sometimes? Always. All right, there. Well, how come she can't just treat us like people? We're people, just like everybody else. We're people. You know? We don't all think alike. We don't vote in mass. We don't do all things together, you know? And, uh, and a lot of the Black people are guilty of their kids not knowing about it because they don't teach. Do you know that the black people were totally voted Republican almost always up until LBJ. That's when they switched over to Democrats because, and most white people voted Democrats until LBJ. I bet you knew that. White uh -huh. people don't know that, but we know it. Right. You know, you know they were died in the died in the wool Republicans all the way. Wouldn't vote for a Democrat. I mean, you know, Democrats. That's the party that starts the the KKK. That's the Democrats that have the Night Riders. You know all about the Night Riders. I'm sure there's stories in your family about. You know what the Night Riders were. Yes. Got no more. Uh, well, you know what I'm talking about. But somebody needs to give Amy Klobuchar a, 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 I don't know what you call it, a, 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 a course on how to talk to black people. And I would say you talk to black people just like you talk to anybody else. We don't all think alike. We don't all vote alike, we don't all like the same things, and we don't all have the same opinions, and that's all, you know, that's why I wouldn't vote for another thing, I don't like the way she waggles her finger at people. <laughs> you know, you notice how she does that? Yeah, I, I've noticed that, yes. Yeah, I don't like that, you know. You don't wag your finger at grown-ass people. You don't do that. You wag your finger at your child when you're disciplining your child. That's when you wag your finger. 
And once your child gets to a certain age, you don't do that to them anymore either. When they become, you know, grown up, they're a grown up. But you don't wag your finger in somebody's face. That's something that a mom or a daddy does to their child when they're disciplining them. I know you got kids, you you wagged your finger, or your mama done wagged her finger in your face a time or two. But once somebody's a grown up, you don't wag your finger at them. You just don't do it. That ain't done. You know? And that's all I got to say. And somebody needs to give Amy Klobuchar a real quick review on how to talk to black people because she don't know how to talk to people. And uh, I can see that right away when somebody starts, you know. That's why Hillary Clinton carrying a bottle of hot sauce in her purse. I've never known a black person to carry a bottle of hot sauce in their purse. Have you? No. My mama did, my grandma did, you know, it would spill and get all over the stuff in your purse. <laughs> I, I, I carry a pack of gum in my purse, you know, but I don't carry a bottle of black uh, hot sauce. When I go to a restaurant, they usually have it right there on the table, right next to the uh, ketchup. You know, that's just how it is. You know, and that's all I got to say. And I don't like Amy Klobuchar. I wouldn't vote for her if I agreed with anything she said. She, you know, I wouldn't with her finger wagging self. All righty. Thank you for the call. <laughs> I appreciate you. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. That's a great call. I really enjoyed that. I like talking to one of your aunts or something. Yeah. Shout out to the caller. Great call. And you guys on the show, the number to call is 434-658-1220. Do not be afraid to call. The lines are open. Um, hold on. That's Super Chats. Uh, thank you to Lucian, who says, Latinos for Trump 2020. Thank you for your donation. I definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Latinos for Trump. Thank you to Pineapolotomous. I know I butchered the name, and I'm sorry every time I do it. Who says, you heard of SRA? Just a yes or no for now. Scary. Uh, no, I've not heard of it. I don't know what it is at all. But thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. 214, you're in line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's going on, ABL? This is Tariq, man. All righty, man. What's going on? Hey, not much, man. Just a couple of things, man. I think Bernie's going to go all the way, bro. I, I just have a feeling, man. Is, is he going to, is he going to win? Like, beat Trump? No, 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 no. <laughs> beat Trump. But get the damn nomination. I just have oh, yeah. a feeling. I don't know why. I just feel like... Uh, you know, we are living in a time where people are rejecting the media. And the media, I wish the media didn't attack Bernie, to be honest with you, because I think people are starting to come to a realization that the candidate that gets attacked is the one that's probably fucking the system. Now, the problem I have with Bernie, man, um, I don't think Bernie is as anti-establishment like, like people say he is. Because I think I've said this before, Bernie does not challenge his party at all like Trump. Trump challenges corruption in his own party. Bernie will ride with it. Like, with the whole Russian gate, Bernie's a complete failure on that. Like, he, he literally believes to this day that Russia's influenced the election. I mean, it's just like, and it's, and it's, and it's crazy because now he's being accused. What's crazy? The CIA, you know, these quote-unquote intelligence services are saying that Russia is going to meddle in the 24 election to benefit Trump and Bernie. And and you would think Bernie would say, you know, what what is he talking about? This is bogus. How how would I interview my 
how are they going to change my supporters' views to, to vote for me? But no, no, Bernie doesn't take that stance. Paul Harley buys it. Russia, you need to stop interfering in, in our elections. And when I become president, I'm going to stop. But they never explain how. how, how like, I want to know how Russia is manipulating Americans to vote for Trump and Bernie. Like, can Bernie not see that this is a smear? Like, can he not see that any person that may go up against the status quo media establishment is automatically smeared a Russian agent? Trump can see it. Trump knows it's all BS. Why doesn't Bernie stand up for it? You know what I'm saying? And that's other thing. And, and like seeing him on the debate stage, giving Joe Biden and Hunter Biden a pass on on how they behaved during the Barack Obama administration, not really fighting back against Hillary Clinton, allowing protesters to just come on and take over his his rallies. I don't see Bernie Sanders as the stalwart anti-corruption politician. I do think he's going to side with whatever the establishment says. I don't think he's going to pull out these wars because when Trump announced he's going to pull out of Syria and was um, with the whole, you know, Turks going against the, uh, what did they say, the Turks, the Kurds? The Kurds, yeah. Bernie was, Bernie was like, no, you just don't pull out like that. And leave our alleys. <laughs> well, then, Bernie, if you're anti-war, why do you support Trump? Why do you say it's about time? He, he, Bernie never stands up when Trump does those things. When Trump was like, hey, we're going to invite the Taliban to the White House and we're going to discuss how United, you know, a peace treaty so United States will pull out, Bernie didn't support that. So, I, you know, I think Bernie is a true um, controlled opposition candidate. I don't trust him. You know, when he stomped for Hillary like that, you know, someone who was completely antithetical to his views, who cheated him, you didn't have enough courage to call that out. You could not call out the Democratic establishment. Instead, you folded and went in line with them. And I'm supposed to take this guy seriously? No. And I think that that's how we got to start talking to these Bernie supporters. And also I want to say is that Trump supporters, like, I don't think we should keep saying that Bernie can't win. And the reason why I said it is because I don't want Trump supporters to get so relaxed feeling like Trump got this in a bag that they just don't vote. Because that's how the media did Trump. The media was like, Trump's not going to win. Trump this. 100% chance Hillary Clinton wins. And a lot of people was like, well, shoot, Hillary's going to win anyway, so I'm not going to vote. But then Trump won. Like, I want us to stay energetic. I want us to go out and vote and, and not, like, think this is a cakewalk. Because, you know what I'm saying? Even though I, I, I just think that Bernie, you know, he's not as unpopular as Hillary Clinton. Like, you know, Trump had an online following movement. Bernie has an online following movie, you know, and you got these progressive channels like the Young Turks, you know, Tim Black, Jimmy Dore, you know, a lot of YouTubers are doing, you know, talking about Bernie the same way a lot of conservatives on the right are talking about Trump. So I think that we need to take this seriously. Um, you know what I'm saying? We, we need to really, like, make sure that Trump supporters got, and we need to educate people on socialism because a lot of young people don't understand socialism. And the last thing I just want to say is the Republican Party. Do you think the Republican Party needs to engage minorities? May, may not be in a pandering way, but in just a way where we, like, talk to minorities specifically and, and tell them how the Republican platform benefits them. Like, do you think we should do that or we should just continue to just, like, speak to everyone and not minorities specifically at times? I mean, we are. We are you're doing it right now. You got uh, Black Voices for Trump. That's straight from the administration. That's not an offshoot thing. That comes straight from 
uh, the White House. Like, you know, and they, and they go, they're not just doing like, I think you may see me yet. You may see me go to an event where it's like Trump is yeah. speaking that it's not just that they go to like local areas and they're talking to people uh, they're having town halls and churches and stuff like that. City halls, they, they're going straight to the community and reaching out to the people. They're doing it and wherever they live. And then you have what we're doing right now with uh, I'm not, well, it's not me involved. I'm just kind of helping with uh, yeah. Blexit. Yeah. Yeah. Now Blexit, they're having yeah. Yeah. chapters in different States. So it ain't just going to be, okay, you have an event randomly. You're going to have different chapters doing events in different places. So it's a lot of groups like that all over the place, not just for blacks, but other groups. You got Hispanics for Trump. They got Lexit. They got their little things they got going on. So you're seeing a lot of engagement on the ground. It's not so much like it's going to get blown up and seen on the media because they ain't going to cover it. But we know what's going on. We're out here talking to people. Yeah. So we're doing that now. And it most certainly should happen because a lot of people, feel like, well, maybe I want to vote conservative, but they don't talk to me. I never see them. So we're trying to change that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last thing I want to say is we got to understand the media because, you know, we post a lot of things about how Trump supporters are being bullied and ran off the road. But you got to understand, we, we have a complicit media that's not going to report it. You know what I'm saying? And I know if Bernie Sanders become president, Bernie Sanders does not stop his supporters from attacking anyone. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Bernie Sanders... You know, if you if you remember 2016, you remember when Trump's rallies were getting invaded. I remember in Chicago when his rally got invaded, or the one in California. Who do you see outside with the placards? What sign it says? That thing did not say Hillary. It said Bernie 2016. No, these are the radical feminists. These are the radical lefties who will be ganging up on Trump supporters. And Trump supporters, like we got to be cognizant of these things, and we also got to start fighting back. Like I want to see Trump supporters have some victories. Whereas when these liberals come up in your face and they spit on you, like, swing on them. Like, man, woman, I don't care. If someone spits on you, swing on them. You know, I, like, I'm sick and tired of watching these videos where Trump supporters, like, are getting just beat up. And no one fights back, man. And these are some people with pink hair. They're very skinny. Like, I will knock these people. Like, I, I'm praying for that to happen to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we got to fight these back. But, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm going to say. Let's not get complacent. Take care, brother. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Thank you so much, man. Tyree, for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. Uh, I got some more videos coming from MS uh, DNC. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not MS DNC. It's MS 13 NBC. Uh, let's check it out. This is going to be from Joy Reid. Not quite sure what this contraption is on her head, but we'll just bypass all that and see what she says. But, I mean, and on the Republican side, even though Donald Trump did not have a majority, the hungry constituency were white, a lot of white ethnic voters, north and south, who said, we're taking this country back from the brown people, the immigrants, we're getting rid of unlawful migration. We don't care what you say, how untoward it is, too. the smart, the smarty pants, okay. the college educated, forget them, we're the hungriest. The hungriest <laughs> usually wins. And who's hungry? But, I mean, and so the smarty pants, so, okay, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. Let's just see what she said. First of all, a um, lot, lot of white guys. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I consider. I'm not. If, I, if I'm white, then that's kind of a reach. I think I'm the same complexion as her. So we'll move on. Uh, the white guy thing. And then she says, "Oh well, uh, they got to be smarty pants, educated. We're taking it away from them." A lot of us are college educated. I know guys that like are scientists, <laughs> guys that are really, really smart, smarter than I am, that are out here supporting the president. People in the administration right now are supporting the president. So don't just say this, this is the idiot revolt. It ain't like that. We understand what's going on. Actually, the more intelligent people, in my humble opinion, happen to be on the right. 
they're not totally just morons over there on the left, but I feel like they are a lot of smart people over here because we see what's going on. We're not for all the LGBTQ, ABCDEFG stuff with the children and the abortion and not being protected. We're not trying to not protect ourselves in the home. We want to be able to have a safer environment. So for Joe Reed to be like, well, you're taking it from the smarty pants and stuff like that. I think that's really inaccurate to say and very irresponsible. And I don't know what she has on right here. The wigs are just out of control. That's just a sidebar. It might be kind of immature, but I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, I'm not all the way there yet, but let's get back to the call. So the number of the call is 434-658-1220. Let's go ahead and get back on it. And let's go. Uh, 712, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, hi, Anthony. This is Al. All righty, man. What's going on? Tonight? Everything is good, great, Good, good. Hey, uh, kind of going to be on a Bernie rag today. I want to talk to all these uh, Bernie supporters, if you have any out there, which you probably do. You know, he's talking about, I'm for the working man. Working person, I should say. Being politically correct. He talked about increasing your minimum wage to like 15 bucks an hour, right? Yeah. So so basically, I kind of was like doing the math. I kind of heard some stuff about this. Well, that puts it about $600 a week. That puts it about $31,200 a year. And then he says, okay, then you want to get the health care, you got to pay. Let me see if you make like uh, uh, 20 uh Hold on a minute for a second, please. Okay, let's uh Okay, here we go. Okay. Um he says that to be to be qualified you gotta make if you make more than twenty nine thousand you're gonna fall in this tax bracket of, of basically fifty two percent. So I'm kinda looking at the math here. Fifty two percent, okay, that brings it down to sixteen thousand two hundred and twenty four dollars. That puts it to about seven dollars and eighty cents an hour. So I guess there's where your minimum wage goes, right? That's what it sounds like. Did, did, did you follow? You followed my math a little bit there, hopefully. Yeah. So, so basically, he's worked for the work worked for the working class. Uh, I'm going to raise your wage, minimum wage, and then I'm, yet I'm going to take fifty percent of that away from you. So, you know, hey, you people out there that's voting for Bernie, you better look at this because this is this is not this isn't good at all. You're getting screwed. Now, <laughs> you had a question. Someone came up about Obama that who you think you vote for. I actually think he'll vote for uh, Bloomberg because Bloomberg will pay him off somehow. Oh, you so, think so? Yeah, I think so. Bloomberg's got a lot of money, so, you know, he goes with the bucks at. And then, while we're on Bernie a little bit here, let's start out. Okay, he kind of like snickered when Bloomberg brought it up that basically, hey, you got three houses. Yeah, I got also a cabin, too. You know, and, he's, and he used to say, the millionaires and the billionaires, you know, they're going to pay. Well, now he doesn't say millionaires anymore. He says billionaires. So it tells you, you know, he's pretty a hypocrite. Yeah, I, I saw I saw, I saw, saw the evolution of him going from saying millionaires and billionaires to just billionaires because he started to get more money. He started to get his pockets a little bit fatter under the economy. So it was like, well, I can't say that no more. I got to just say billionaires now because I'm a millionaire. I'm flying around the country in private jets. I have three houses. I got all kind of cars, this, that, and a third. So I got to just bump it up a little bit. And if he becomes a billionaire, then he'll just say those that are non-charitable and stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. And, I mean, to me, he's just, he's just a big hypocrite. And then also I heard something, too, that 
He's having his campaign buy his books. I don't think, I guess he's giving them out or something. So isn't that kind of, wouldn't you say that's kind of like a campaign violation there or not? Or what What would be, do you understand that one? Or, it's, it's, I don't kind of, it's, it's kind of iffy. If not a violation, it's most certainly kind of iffy. I'm not really sure what, what that would actually be, but it's iffy. For, for sure. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like, okay, if I buy my own books, I'm getting money from selling my books. So to me, it's like, uh, I mean, he's kind of falsifying his numbers on his books, but he's also getting paid for his books. Yeah. So it's kind of like I'm using campaign financing or whatever I get for campaign. I'm buying my books. I'm giving them out or whatever. I don't know. So that's about all I got on, on him. I just like, I just... American people, we got to wake up. You're right. We all need to vote, and and basically, don't. Uh, you're right. Pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it. You know, to you know, we have to. So, I I enjoy your programs here, Anthony. You're very uh, informal. You're probably one of the guys I actually watch all the time. So, I wanted to thank you for your service and everything that you're doing. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you, and you're very kind words as well. All right, you bet. Bye-bye. All right, shout-out to the caller. I most certainly appreciate him. And you guys know the drill. The number to call is 434-658-1220. That wig, oh, my goodness. I'm still kind of thinking about Julian Reed. That wig is crazy. But let's get back to the next, uh, to, to the calls here. Let's go. All righty. Let's try. 412, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, this is Hiram calling from uh, Pennsylvania. All righty, what's going on? Uh, I'm, I'm amazed I got through. Uh, first, I wanted to say uh, I saw something funny, uh, which was, uh, and maybe you saw it, Joe Biden, uh, well, it's funny and sad, I think. Uh, Joe Biden was talking, and uh, he started going on about how his son, his the son who passed away, used to be Attorney General of the United States. Yeah, and, I saw uh, that. I saw that. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. You know, at, so, at, at this uh, point, at this point, you know, it's getting sad because it's like we all can see what's happening. This is not a political thing or anything. We can see this man is deteriorating mentally right before our very eyes. We all see it. So I hope that he loses and gets out of the race sooner than later. So you can just go home and relax because he's not there. It's clear. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, the other thing I wanted to call about and uh I realize this is probably an unpopular subject, but but uh, I feel like I should say something because I uh, I just think a lot of people are sleeping on it, and that is uh, this uh, COVID nineteen, the new coronavirus, is a uh, is a real thing, and uh, and I think <laughs> well I can't believe that people are actually taking the numbers coming out of China at face value. Because those numbers are gen- generated by the communist China, uh, the Chinese Communist Party, and um, you really can't trust those numbers. And uh, I think if you look at their actions rather than the numbers, that the that they've actually got almost half their population in lockdown at this point, um, that it's a very serious thing. And now that we see the numbers of uh, infected outside of China, we're getting probably more realistic numbers um you can see just how fast this uh infection is growing and i have a feeling that um the mortality rate is much higher than what we 
thought again because of the numbers coming out of China. So I just like to encourage people to uh, to literally uh, put some food aside and some water aside, uh, things that will keep um, because if if and when things hit the fan here, uh, you know you might have to self quarantine for a while and uh, kind of ride things out and and I think eventually uh, panic buying and stuff will start happening here. So just want to throw that out. Right. So just my little public public service announcement. That's all. Well, I thank you. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your show and I really appreciate what you're doing. And, uh, uh, Trump 2020. There it is. Absolutely. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, shout out to the caller. Yeah, stay, stay prepared. Stay ready. You never know. Definitely. You know, uh, your, your ammunition, your food. Shout out to all the preppers. A lot of you guys I know, big, you know, I'm good friends, a lot of preppers. You guys are fantastic. Love y'all. All right, let's get to the next call. All right, Jordan, what's happening? Nothing much, JBL, yourself? Everything's great, man. Can't complain. That's good. Hey, um, I went to a, a a black Israelite rally for a short while. Oh boy, how did that go? That went well. We got people talking about uh, fake Jews and reading out where the Bible mentions that and all that stuff. It was hilarious. Did, did you get any "that's right" going on? Mm, no, "that's right." There were just like two people oh. yelling. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you know, that was grunt. I was driving from. Well, I just came off the megabus from New Orleans to Houston, and I noticed them. So. That was cool. Okay. Um, yeah, the the um, coronavirus, I should mention that there's now like a new theory that's being brought up. Um, people say that the reason why the coronavirus has spread in South Korea now is because there was some sort of cult in South Korea, some little religious zealotry. And um, they have a church in Wuhan. And it's speculated that Maybe a particular individual from that group works at the lab where the coronavirus supposedly leaked out to the public. Okay. All now, right. I don't know if there's any validity to it, but it's just, it's a little bit disastrous. Then your last caller mentioned uh, the Chinese government's numbers being maybe faulty, and I kind of agree because. Chinese government has not been very honest about this because everything they said about, oh, it's not, if, if you get sick again, it's not going to if you you can't catch the coronavirus again or it won't make you sicker again just for it to happen or uh, what happened in California when somebody said that they weren't infected with the coronavirus and then they traveled to back to the United States just to find out that they have the virus. Mm. Um, that whole thing. Uh, it's it's I don't know. It's it's gotten worse. We've got the United States has 20 more cases. Um, and now the United States is ready for a pandemic if it spreads across the rest of the country. Um, and this is kind of also bad for Hollywood in a way, because this is what means that Chinese theaters will be shut down, meaning that they can't get that Chinese money. Yeah, that's true. Right. And, and yeah. they, they kind of depend on it. Yeah, like Birds of Play, uh, Prey, the, the Harley Quinn movie, is blaming their uh, box office failure on partly that 
and the fact that people don't want to see this movie because it, it looks uh, so not not they're trying to they're trying to so i mean are they gonna blame the fact that the sonic did better than that movie on china and the wuhan virus is that what they're gonna say i have no idea <laughs> i don't know um but yeah that's that's the whole thing so you know let's well, we'll see what happens i don't know what i can do from here you know anything can happen and for Bernie, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure about, Bernie, if Bernie ends up, I think if, if you imagine Bernie being in the presidency, Bernie might have, not only have a more difficult time getting his policies passed than somebody like Trump, because Amy Klobuchar in the last debate, or the debate in, um, I think New Hampshire was right. Uh, if Bernie ends up getting elected, He's going to have a bunch of Democrats, not just the Republicans against him, but a bunch of Democrats who are going to be against him. I would even bet that if he ever got impeached, he would more likely be removed because not only would the Republicans be against him, but a lot of the Democratic Party would be, too. Mm, that's 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 a great way to look at it right there. I didn't think about that because, yeah, he had both sides mad at him because the left, they don't want him. It didn't, didn't want him in 2016. And the right definitely doesn't want him. So yeah, that's, that's a very good way to look at it. Yeah, and um, the whole Russia thing is interesting because at this point, Russia is a meme. People now use it to explain anything like um, Boris Johnson winning the, uh, uh, the election in the UK for Brexit and all sorts of stuff. It's it's a meme now. I think Putin and, and cr the Kremlin are probably laughing at the United States uh, for us throwing out Russia. They're probably, they're probably thinking we're doing some high-tech stuff and then the Putin is just relaxing in his hot tub or with his his pet bear or whatever he's doing, <laughs> you know. Um, it's just it's just insane. But it's an interesting thing that you mentioned that in communism because, and Bernie Sanders too, because Nikita Khrushchev, who led the Soviet Union during like the first half of the Cold War, uh, it was reported by. Um, the Secretary of Agriculture during the Eisenhower administration, whose name was Ezra Benson. Mm. And he claimed that Nikita said, you Americans are so gullible. No, you won't accept communism outright, but we'll keep, keep feeding you small doses of socialism until you will finally wake up and find that you already have communism. We won't have to fight you. We will so weaken your economy until you fall like overripe fruit into our hands. Mm, wow that's and that's really the thing and that's why i keep saying i'm not trying to say that things are like what bernie sanders or any other self-proclaimed socialist is doing is outright communism regardless of whether you're a democratic socialist or any other type of socialist the point is is that if you tried you if you go try to find the path to quote-unquote true socialism what you're going to have is you're going to, you're, it's going to falter before you can reach true uh, socialism and turn into communism. That's the point. It's, it's a slippery slope. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a slippery slope. And that's the whole idea. And besides, Bernie Sanders is kind of weak. You know, he'll be, he'll be, he'll take a dump on uh, like somebody like Bloomberg for being a millionaire, even though. I liked how Bloomberg called him out for uh, his three houses and him being worth millions of dollars. That's right. And it sucks because Bloomberg had so much to work with. Like, he could tear down Warren 
for being a compulsive liar and a bunch of other stuff. But he, but Bloomberg is just not. He's not. He's weak. He's he's kind of stupid. Um, but Bernie is weak too. If he's going to let his crowd of people of fans uh, take him off the stage because of uh, Black Lives Matter and animal rights and and being topless on stage, which you know that that's funny in itself. Uh, I, I never understood that. I assume it's for exhibitionism. That's the only reason why it would make sense. Attention. Uh, why there would be a bunch of protesters with their shirts off. Yeah, that's just kind of strange. Like, what, what are we really doing? Like, what's the point in protesting that way? I don't, I don't quite understand. Yeah, but my last point before I go is that... Um, uh, well, my last couple of points, I'll be right quick. Real quick, that, quickly, because we got a limited amount of time. Okay, my last point is that if he's going to let himself be tossed around like that, when he gets to the presidency, is that same thing going to happen? Are you, are you just going to speak to the public and then just a bunch of people come over and just just toss you aside and then speak for you? I mean, it just shows weakness. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you can't even control the microphone, how are you going to control the country? Yeah, and communism, you can imagine lying in communism in China. This is kind of the same thing that happened in Chernobyl where the whole nuclear power plant came down and they found out there was faulty equipment. And then the, the Soviet Union, the USSR covered that up because they didn't want it to come out that they were weak or anything like that. So, you know, it's just all disasters. I don't have faith in whatever system Sanders plans, but I don't know. I'm not going to sacrifice the chance that he may win, but it just doesn't look likely. It really doesn't. Right. Well, then, all right, well, I'll, I'll hang out. I'll go back out. I'll, I'll log out. I'll be in chat, too. So have a good stream. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, peace. All right, thanks to my man Jordan for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. And you guys on the drill, the number to call is 434-658-1220. Got a little bit caught up right there. That's why I got my water on deck. Got to have the water. Hydrate yourself. Don't be like Joe Biden out there struggling to, you know, maintain his uh, hydration level on stage. Most certainly appreciate him. All righty, Matt. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Ugh, taxes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's just it's the worst time of year. Uh, I don't think the economy is that good. No? No, I don't. And I, uh, I, I feel like it's on the precipice, to be honest with you. Okay, so what makes you think the economy is not that good? Uh... Well, obviously the jobs numbers are up, and that that is one thing. And in a way, that's a liability in a way because we have a service-based economy and not so much a production-based economy. And I was just looking at the St. Louis Fred uh, numbers for real manufacturing output, and they've been level for the, the entire Trump presidency. There hasn't we haven't had any in terms of our GDP going up or anything like that. We haven't had anything like in terms of just output. And we need that output in order to be competitive with the rest of the world. So, okay, I got a couple of questions in. So, okay, we have a couple of things going on. You have the unemployment rate being very low and also the food stamp participation rate being low, lower than it was before under Obama. I think like 7 million people less than it was before. So if the economy is not doing well, then how do we explain those numbers? Well, I would explain it in the same way as like a household budget. I would say that I could, I could not use food stamps if I took out a couple credit cards and 
if I did something like that, then I could maybe buy a new stove, you know, which would be infrastructure. I could build the wall with that. I could do those sort of things. But so, I mean, people like, it's less people that have enrolled in the program. So it's like, how are they getting off the program if the economy's not doing well? Like, they, did, jo they have jobs. I, I would, I would, I'm trying to say a couple things that, that are otherwise intuitive, but I don't think a lot of people give it a lot of thought. Jobs aren't a measure of the economy per se. If, uh, you know, if you're doing the cool hand loot kind of thing and you're digging a hole and filling it back in, that's a job. You know, what's your dirt doing in my hole, boy? Um, and then the same thing with the stock market. I don't think the stock market is necessarily a, uh, a market indicator, but th there are some things uh, that have happened to the stock market that are very different over the last 10 years. Um, mostly, uh, the stock market has basically been monetized. And if you look at federal income tax receipts, and just in terms of the total receipts that the federal government's collected, and the, and the Wilkshire 5000, they're just about lockstep. In other words, the profits that people have been getting that they've been reporting as income are overwhelmingly stock market gains and not actual things that, uh, that translate to manufacturing. Okay. So China is kind of in trouble too. Uh, they've been, they've had, they've had a number of problems, but China is also uh, kind of going through this situation where they're trying to become consumers and uh, they're looking for new producers. And those new producers, uh, uh, Africa is becoming China's China. And I think the only thing that's keeping us viable going into Trump 2020 is that we have a central bank that is, uh, you know, out of all of them, we've only had negative interest rates for a little while. We actually had negative bond rates uh, last couple, about a, about a month ago. Um, so we have a very powerful central bank and we have the petrol dollar system, which creates an artificial demand for dollars. But in terms of actual production, I, uh, we're a service-based economy. People have jobs. We're giving services to each other. Uh, there's a Botox place here in town that is just, the business is booming because the housewives have extra money and they're buying Teslas and Botox. They're, those are not things that are going to translate into uh, a good economy uh, in Trump's second term. So how do you build a better economy? We need manufacturing. And I, I hate to say this too, we need to do exactly what Denmark did. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, Bernie says, oh, Denmark is socialist or whatever they fucking like in Denmark is not socialist. It is absolutely capitalist. Forget that. Um, the uh, Denmark did something very unique in that they paid down sovereign debt. So they raised taxes and national oh. oil paid down debt uh, substantially, reading into the 2008 crisis because they had they had a, um, a head. Their economy would transition into hedge fund management, and and they had a lot of issues uh, when the the uh, when there was a shipping and fishing industry decline, and but they re they paid down their deficit, and that's what we ought to do. Yeah, but what, what's all Denmark like? Eight million, maybe in the, in, the, in the entire kingdom of Denmark, including um, Greenland. No, actually, five point six million. I mean, you got double that in LA County by itself. So it's kind of a hard way to compare it to the United States of America, ain't it? Could be a bigger you fall kind of situation, and. And I think I think so. I'm in Seattle, and I can I can tell you that people's attitudes out here are very dangerous. Um, 
So we've built, and again, this is this I'm terms in regards to size and what it takes when a big thing falls, right? Is is there's just a lot of a kinetic potential energy here, right? So we've got a situation where we've built more housing units in the last two years than Seattle's built in the last 50 years combined. And there has been no, we've had steady population growth, but no inflection point in that whatsoever. I mean, we've, we've had the same number of people moving to Seattle year over year for, for decades. It hasn't changed. A lot of people are like, well, Amazon keeps hiring, but Amazon also the turnover rate is really high there as well. Um, so people that are moving here, um, people are moving here, yes, but people that are here aren't having kids. So the the economic situation, and I think this is this is for a lot of tier two, a lot of tier one cities like Los Angeles, like like Seattle. Um, there you have these what they they call dinks, dual income, no kids situations where pe- people are urbanizing, they're not having kids. There's a surplus of housing. People are in their cars for a long time to drive to housing that they can afford, even though there's excess housing. Um, but, you know, Amazon's been taking on market share and uh, they've been basically doubling down and just growing into all these new sectors. Like they bought Whole Foods and got into food and and all these other retailers and, you know, what we would call big box like Sears, you know, that sells appliances. They've been they've been reeling it in and Amazon's been taking on market share and the uh, Boeing's having problems right now. All it would take is the coronavirus or something to come through here and ba- basically upset the Apple cart and and the whole Apple cart will, will dump out. And uh, the way, the, the reason why that's important to say is that what we need to do in order to prepare for that is that the tools to fix that or lowering interest rates and um, and quantitative easing. Trump has quantitative eased. QE4 is go. The taper is all the way. Uh, we're, we're at zero, ain't we? Like, what, what are the rates right now? And the rates are zero. Like, we don't have the tools to fix, like, the what we would need to just fix a regular recession or a mar- our bear market, let alone a recession or a depression. So, uh, we're we're we are on, we're working on credit cards. So we're. You know, when you talk about the black unemployment rates and food stamps and that sort of stuff, basically we took out credit cards. We we hired people to provide us services. You know, it might not be Botox and 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 Tesla. So I mean, we we kind of like running short on time. So basically, people that were on food stamps using those who did not need credit cards got off of food stamps, used credit cards instead, and we're working on that. Although they could have got credit cards before they got the food stamps that they were on before. I'm not saying credit cards exactly. I'm saying that the the business economy has credit cards. Like, but the, words, but the, the, the people that the people that were on the food stamps, how did they get off? You were saying about credit cards and stuff like that. If they were on it and they were relying upon that, how did they get off? It's not them that are on credit cards. I'm saying that the economy is on a credit card. So if I'm equating to the market like a household, you know, I could. So I could so you not. so you're saying that they got jobs due to people that have credit cards being able to provide business like jobs for them. Yeah. So basically businesses have, so a lot of them are flush with cash too, but there's, there's hiring going on and there's a false because of the easy money, because of the quantitative easing, because I got you. what's going on is they're hiring right? and they're dominantly hiring in, in service sector. 
they're not hiring in manufacturing. In, in, I, I got you. I'll, I'll make country, but we, we've been on for a long time, so I got to end it right here. But thank you for the call, man. I definitely appreciate you. Yeah, cheers. All right. Shout out to my man, Matt, for the call. All right. I mean, that could be said. That could have been said at any point in history, really. But that's a that's kind of a long story. I mean, you could say that about a lot of different points in history. Um, manufacturing jobs, that, that is important, but that's not necessarily like if the economy keeps going the way it's going, I think we'd be fine. Because if the United States is not doing well, then the whole world doesn't do well. So everybody's got to play ball. China cannot be China without America. So if they're trying to use Africa to be their China, they can't afford that if America is not rocking and rolling. You know, if the coronavirus is reducing the amount of iPhones that are able to come from China and Nintendo Switches and PlayStation 5s and Xbox, uh, whatever, Scarlet's or whatever it is, that's going to hurt China. China relies upon America's consumption and they want to be able to use our consumption to consume themselves. So they, they have to have us. But let's get to the next call. 918, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Trey. All righty, man. What's going on? Hey. Uh, uh, tell me you uh, heard about the – did you hear about the Bernie Sanders uh, fight that they had between yeah. the guy with the uh, Black Guns Matter? Yeah, I saw that. I heard about that. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny because, like, uh, you know, the SAWs are so quick to jump on something. They don't even – understand what that you know that movement's about and you know you know Maj, he he he's spoke at Blexit and everything and the whole purpose of that movement is that black men have been getting locked up because they don't know the gun laws so he created that program and i just think it's funny that the guy got into a confrontation with the guy over his shirt yeah that was crazy i don't understand what the problem was it's like why, why did that shirt trigger him so much black guns matter like he didn't take a time to ask him about the shirt or what he meant. He yeah. was straight straight to the fight. You know, that's the that's the mentality of some of these guys over there, the the, the so called Bernie Bros. It's like it's it's yeah. a it's a brainless type of mentality. Talk to the man and yeah. ask him about the shirt rather than trying to fight and getting your head beat in. Yeah. He jumped to conclusion. He probably you know the, right. the, when you the all live matters uh shirts, how people get upset about that. Yeah. He probably thought it was a play like on something like that. Right, right. But, like you said, why don't you go ask the person, ask them what it means, and then find out that it's actually a, a great movement to people to prevent people from getting locked up because they don't know the gun law. Because you you go to New York, if you go to New York, and you, even if you're you know a legal gun owner and you take it, if you're carrying around a gun in New York and you're from you know Oklahoma or something like that, you're gonna get a you're gonna get in trouble if they pull you over and then you have a gun. That's, that's that's right. The, that's the loss. So he's trying to prevent them from that happening. But uh, also we have to talk about my girl Ilhan. <laughs> 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 the case is getting better and better. But, oh yeah, yeah that the whole thing. The whole thing's been crazy. I mean, I I knew a lot of what was going on, but it's like I keep getting more and more details. Now you got people in the community yeah. coming out. Uh, they said that the whole community was there at the wedding in 2002 to her real husband, the guy she has kids with. And then she gets married to this other guy, probably her brother. And then you, saw the, you see the pictures of him. This dude wearing a romper um, with thigh-high shorts, <laughs> chest out, chest hairs. It's like, sir, 
I, you're not getting married to any woman. I'm not being fooled at all. This whole thing is a sham. It's trying to get immigration, trying to just fraud the system. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like it made sense to me at the beginning, but the, the more evidence keeps on coming out and coming out. But to me, like people talk about the Muslim ban, but it's a travel ban. But people don't understand that that's one of the reasons why that they have that because they can't you know, validate these people like with the, with saying who they are. Like, you know, she has two different names. She has a real name from Kenya and she got, I mean, from uh, with Somalia. Now she has a different name in Kenya and they can't track that paperwork. They can't, they don't know who they are. And they actually put uh Burma on the travel ban list. Oh, they, I've had experience with, oh yeah, with Burmese kids. Uh. Like I, you know, at a school, I had to go get a TB shot because the Burmese, a Burmese kid had TB and I was around him and he went vas- uh, uh you know, he didn't have a TB shot and he was passing it around. So I had to go get a TB shot to, I mean, t- check to see if I had TB. And a lot of those Burmese kids, like, they don't even know how old they are. They don't have, like, birth certificates. Like, yeah, nothing. They, they come over here with no, no papers, no nothing, no documentation, yeah. no passport, no nothing. Like in Somalia, uh, I'm not sure how it is now, but for a long time, it wasn't even no central government. You can go over there and do whatever you want. That's why they were having the, um, yeah. the issues with the coast, because you had people just dumping stuff right there, because who's going to stop them? Ain't no military, ain't no government, it's nothing. It's just like people just living in villages. So if, if you come from there, how can anybody know who you really are, how old you are, anything? Yeah, I know Burma. They sent a, like where I'm from. They they sent a couple kids that were uh, to the elementary school, and one of the girls was having she was going through she was having a period, and they was like, oh, she can't be elementary age. Like they have no idea how old they are. Right. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, my man Burn. <laughs> <laughs> my, I would like the media to like. It seems like they're probably gonna do it. Uh, they're going to start asking him the tough questions and make him answer the question because he always avoids the question. Like they ask him, how is he going to do this healthcare plan? But he never answers it. He goes back to the big banks and he avoids the question completely. I'm just wondering when they're going to put their foot down and actually hold him to the fire because it doesn't make sense. All the stuff he's talking about is not possible. So. Right. Yeah. He'll, he'll avoid it. He just, you know, put it out there. I, you know, I think that he knows it's an empty promise, but he don't want to yeah. tell you. So when you ask him, hey, how are you going to get this done? You just totally, you know, dance around the whole situation, dance around the question and not answer it. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I have. And thanks for taking my call, man. I'm going to sit back and enjoy the show. All right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. All right, shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. 603, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how you doing tonight? Um, well, can't complain about yourself. Good, I'm doing all right. Hey, I want to talk to you a little bit real quick about Bernie Sanders. And he made a comment the other night about his summer camp on Lake Champlain. That's right. And he paid $575,000 for that summer camp. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Yeah, at camp. It's not a camp. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a, a a very nice house. 
I'm trying to get a house like and that. They paid cash for it. They paid cash for wow. it. Wow. So they got half a million now, dollars. You look just... it up. You, yeah, you Google it. You look it up in 2016. His wife sold her. Uh, she had a family camp up in Maine. And they, she sold it. Her brother bought it. They had, it was a family thing. She got $150,000 for it. But where did the rest of the money come from? And this was in 2016. So some people think that he had all that leftover campaign money that because he lost. And it's possible, they can't prove it, is that he used that campaign money, which you're not supposed to use for personal. Because he's, he's a professional politician. The guy's never worked a job in his life, never had a job. Well, I'll tell you what, he probably got a big bag from uh, Hillary's people because after he well, got the race taken from him in 2016, he pretty much couched out and did whatever they wanted him to do. Oh, vote for Hillary. Oh, any- man, I'm telling you. Yeah. He is a fraud and a fraud. Let me tell you, I'll tell you a real another quick thing. I lived in the state of New Hampshire for almost nine years, and you can go we're right on the border of New Hampshire is Vermont, and you can go on any given Sunday or Saturday weekend and go into any grocery store, and the state of New Hampshire has no sales tax. Mm. And all the people from Vermont would cross over, come into the – coming to New Hampshire because they didn't want to pay taxes on there. Their taxes are so high. The poverty rate, nobody looks at, nobody quite, see, the problem is, is nobody's challenging this man. All, all those moderators, you know, nobody's challenging them. The poverty rate in New, in Vermont is the highest it's ever been. Wow. And nobody challenges this stuff. Yeah. And if some people, these, what scares me the most is not even Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has been like this. For a long, long time, he's not changed. He's, he's the, what scares me is is that the people that believe the crap, you know, the yes. BS that he dishes out. That's what's scary. Yeah. How 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 ignorant they are is not to do their homework and find out who this guy really is. And the guy's never held a job. He's never had a job. He's a professional politician. That's right. And it's scary because it's the people. It does. He doesn't. You know, he's always been Bernie. He's been Bernie, and always waving his arm, promising everybody stuff he can. But he says uh, they made a. He made a comment about Donald Trump lies all the time. Well, let me tell you, Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump does not lie. He's made promises and he's kept them, and Bernie Sanders lies all the time. That's right. Keep up the good work, you guys, and people got to get out and make sure they vote for Trump. Don't don't think that, oh, he's going to win, he's going to win. They've got to get out there and cast those votes. 100% correct. Thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate All you. All right. God bless you guys. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Great call. 100%. Yeah, I hadn't thought about the uh, poverty rate in Vermont being so high. I hadn't even thought about that, but yeah, it's, it's like that. It's kind of like... Uh, Northeast, Midwest, if that makes any sense, like Ohio. and But that's a different story. We'll move on. Nippin, what's going on with you, man? You're here, man. What's happening? Yeah, let me just uh, mute the live stream and uh, take my background headphones out. Alrighty. So... Uh, yeah, now there's no background music going on in my ears. All right, so, man. Ilhan Omar married her. <laughs> no, I can't say it. I can't say it. Married her. <laughs> no, 
No, no, no, no, no. That's not right. That's not right. It's it's not right, but it is. It's what happened. Cringe. Cringe. Not surprised, given the fact that it happens in their culture. You know, it's not even, like, it wasn't even that, because the, the brother, from what, from what I can tell, is gay. I mean... I've not really seen too many straight men where, okay. yeah, yeah. Muslim, yeah. Good luck with that. Good hey. luck going to Saudi Arabia. Good uh, luck going any to any Muslim country and not ending up with any scars. Uh, no, but you know what? He, he's end up being permanently scarred. He he's over here in the U.S. or in U.K. So he can thank God that he's in a, a Western country, a civilized place. Although uh, people like Ilhan Omar don't want to, you know, appreciate a place like this, but that's a different story. Um, it was a immigration fraud, really. That's what's going on. Okay. Yep. That's so, so yeah, the clown debate. You know, for a second, I thought you'd been you you'd been banished from the face of the earth. <laughs> that debate. And that debate got removed. Oh no, it's all good. Ain't it? It's 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 all right. It just it was an automatic thing, I guess. But it's fine. Elizabeth Warren, what she tore Michael Bloomberg bit by bit, just like how Nancy Pelosi tore the transcript. <laughs> pretty much, yes. Pretty pretty much. She she definitely wrecked him. I mean. It, it was glorious to see because um, I like when uh, Warren gets a little bit angry, you know, and it's like it's like the Incredible Hulk when he's this regular Bruce Banner. It's kind of easygoing, kind of quiet. But then when he gets into the Incredible Hulk, turn big and green, you know, he gets he just tears through everything that's around him. That's kind of what she does. And she went straight into him from the very beginning. I really enjoyed that. I like the fact that Bloomberg was there because he made the debate a lot more interesting. Right. If he votes, but if Bernie Sanders somehow frauds his way into the White House, I am going to wear a Spurs jersey on this live stream the next time I'm on ABN Live after the election. <laughs> because I, because I don't know if you see in my profile picture mm. during the live stream that I support a team called Chelsea. And Spurs is one of our biggest rivals. So, yeah, you're on. If Bernie Sanders wins, I'm going to buy a Spurs jersey and wear it on AVL Live. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see about that one. So, yeah, that's never going to happen because Bernie's now going to win. That, hey, we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, keep that in mind. <laughs> if, if he wins, which he will, let's face it. Right, right. It's going to be a Walter Mondale type. Landslide. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a landslide. He he win a nomination, but he won't win the general election. It's gonna be crazy because most people, uh, in the primary, they may tend to vote a little bit uh to the left, but when it comes to the the general election, they're gonna vote more towards the center. And Bernie can't go from commie to century, so it doesn't make any sense. And, and even if he does, people will think he's faking it. Like nah, he just wants to be elected. Yes. So basically, um, yeah, Amy Klobuchar. Now, if I was to give my ratings on the the debate, Amy Klobuchar oh, will probably be one of the highest rated. 
Oh, you think so? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, David Ray asks San Antonio Spurs. No, it's a it's Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur. Right. So yeah, um, so yeah, there was someone asking me a question there, so I just thought I'd answer it. Oh, it's all good. I got you. Yeah. So yeah. Apart from Ilhan Omar, now, now the Bernie rally, I don't know whether to call it a Bernie rally or a, a red light district. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't really call it because I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing nudity, full frontal. I don't know what's going on. It was pretty confusing to me. Cringe. Just cringe. Yeah, definitely, definitely cringe for sure. And... Yeah, um, the Nevada Caucus. A lot of people are saying it's going to be just like Iowa. What do you mean? As far as uh, any kind of problems that happen or something else? Yeah. I'm just hoping Trump manages to flip Nevada and Oregon. Mm. I mean, if Bernie wins, think about... For, if, if Bernie wins, the... The, the, not the general election, he won't. Um, the if primary. He wins the primary. He will. Trump will win more. He will flip. I'm pretty sure Bernie will lose New Hampshire. Trump will win all of Maine. Um, I'll probably go as far as saying he'll win Oregon. It's, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, now a leftist mob attacks Caitlin Bennett and Joe Patrick. That's right. Yeah, so what exactly happened? You, you, you gotta watch the video. It's kind of hard to explain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah sorry, yeah. And, um, I, you know, do you remember Greta Thunberg? Yes. Now, it's recently come in the media that, you know, she's all for climate change, like, oh, I want to say, no. Mm. Apparently, she goes to all her meetings in private jets, pays first class for, as she wants to be for the people. She goes first class everywhere she goes, probably funded by her billionaire father. Is, is, is her dad a billionaire? I don't know a billionaire, but if she if she travels first class, he must have enough money to fund it. Well, I know one thing. There's no way. There's no way she has that much money. Yeah, by I, herself. She um she has been she she traveled a couple of times like on a boat and stuff like that. But usually, like if you're gonna get around a lot and move place to place, you can't just be you know, get on the boat. You got to get on the plane, have it private and do stuff like that if you really want to move effectively. So all this climate change talk, it's the same thing Bernie Sanders talks about. Bernie is a guy that's against so-called capitalism, all that in the third, but he'll fly private. He'll fly first class. He don't really care. You know, all, all of that is just, it's just talk to him. It's not really serious. Now, now what the Democrats claim that Republicans do, like, oh, they travel first class, they have limousines. No, I heard somewhere that Rand Paul actually travels coach. Hey, probably so. Yeah. And then there's another thing. Um, oh, God, I forgot. Yeah. I seem, I feel so much happier now since Brexit has happened. Right. So, 
Yeah, no, think about it. If it wasn't for the US, there'd be no China. There'd be no Russia. That's right. I mean, that's pretty much what it is, man. But hey, I got a few more calls on the line, so I'm going to go ahead and get to them. So, yeah, I shall, I'm back to work next Wednesday. Most most likely I'll be back to work next Thursday, so I won't be able to call. I most likely won't be able to call in. But if I'm not at work, I will call in on Wednesday night. But I will definitely be here next Sunday. All right, man. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. So, yeah, I'll see you next Sunday then. All right. Sunday, your time. Saturday, my time. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and if I don't have work on Thursday, I'll probably come on Wednesday as well. Then. All righty. I'll see you but then. To be safe, I'll say Sunday. Gotcha. So, yeah, I'll see you then. All right, now. Peace. Peace. All righty. Thank my nipple for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. The number to call is 434-658-1220. And the phone lines are blowing up. I'm going to try to get to a few more calls. And I got to wrap it on up. Let's go to 813 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Anthony Brian Logan. Yes. Um, I have a question. Why isn't anyone marching for men? Because there are women here raising boys and raising men and with all these attacks on men it doesn't look like the mothers can give them any hope oh okay so you're saying that people should march for men because of the single mother situation no i'm saying with everything that's happening with me too like there are also boys and men getting abused and with everything all the heat that is going on with the men mothers have sons and they don't seem to recognize that men also go through the same situations that women are going through and not every man is vile okay are, are you all right is everything fine yeah, I have cerebral palsy, so oh. it, sometimes it's hard to talk. Okay, I understand. I understand. Okay, I'm sorry. But, yeah, I mean, there, there should be people out here marching for uh, for men. And, and I think we, we kind of get ignored. Yeah, and with mental health issues, and with, there are no men's shelters out here. My my. The man that I call my father is my stepfather, and he's been with me every step of the way. He's been to PTA meetings, public meetings, school, uh, going to battle with me when when there was no accessible bathrooms. There are men out here, and I hate the, that it's being projected like that because it's, it's almost making me cry, and I have nephews, and I have uncles and cousins that are great men and nobody seems to be saying anything um and a few years ago dove did that super commercial saying happy father's day mom like it's like they can't even have father's day either but nobody marches against those teachers that that do that to male students they give them passes in state that they were going through stuff like they did years ago with um, um, 
Mary Kay Eternal having her being interviewed by Barbara Walters rather than people marching to put her away and understand the fact that she was a teacher. Sometimes boys say no too and they don't want it. Yeah, I mean, I understand 100%. I think there should be more of a focus, not just on on one particular um, person or kind of person. Everybody. Everybody has issues. Let's focus on all issues and not just kind of center it around one thing, this whole Me Too movement and stuff like that. Let's not ignore the boys and the men, for sure. And we even with spousal abuse, there have been many, many, um, 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 what are they called? The social experiments videos, and um, sir, you should watch it out. Watch out, watch some of them. There have been where the men are putting, um, giving examples, and they're they're seeing who's gonna step in when a woman is hitting them, and nobody steps in. They laugh at them, and they think that she um they must have done something to deserve it, and they know if it were reversed, they wouldn't tolerate that. The man would get attacked, and he would get scolded, and he would get shamed, stating that you should never help some of these boys and men start suing these women who think it's okay to hit, because some violence needs to occur in that area. Oh, 100% correct. Absolutely. Well, I thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Um, thank you. I watch you so much, and thank you for everything you've done. Um, I really hope that that you take my words into consideration and um, keep doing what you're doing. You you are a great person. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right. Shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. And thank you all for being here. Uh, I got a little bit of time left. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Don't be afraid to call. And let me get to... This call here. Let's go. Seven zero two. You in the line? Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up? This is Mark. All righty, Mark. What's going on? Hey, nothing much. I really like your debate coverage. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. You know, I was enjoying it until they they, they clipped me, but it's all good. So you can see a little bit that's on there now. Right on. I I didn't catch the end of that, but to me, the big loser was actually Klobuchar. Oh, uh, uh, why? Why do you think that Klobuchar was a big loser and not um, Bloomberg? Well, the reason that I think that is because she didn't even get the basic name of the Mexican president when she serves on all those boards. I don't know about you, but uh, I don't think there's a college student in the entire country that would not flunk a class for missing such a key piece of information. Well, yeah, true, true. I mean. But um, I think a lot of people like uh, your Joe Bidens of the world will go in there and say things that are totally wrong. Like you said, his son was uh, the attorney general of the USA. I mean, he'll say things that are wrong all the time. But I think uh, Bloomberg performed poorly. I, I think I think he did on stage, actually. How do I think Bloomberg did? I mean, yes. they ganged up on him. They beat him up. But I like your take the most where, he, oh, he's just going to play this cool character, be a manager, yeah. act like a businessman, yeah. and weather the storm. And I think that that's all he has to do because if he wants, he'll get back with the debate team and say, next time Liz Warren pulls that stunt, just say, like, look, Liz, 
<laughs> the party is still <laughs> the party is still recovering from the time you and uh, your fellow women ganged up and lied about Kavanaugh, who was a virgin in high school, and you picked out some kind of mercenary character assassin to go and lie about that guy to try to ruin his life. And not only that, but you've been a, you've been a liar your entire life by being a racist and stealing spots from minorities so that you could further your career. Like everything about you is a lie. You've never uh, worked a business, and you've been nothing but exploiting others for uh, little positions. And you're doing the same with me right now with these NDAs, which anyone would do. People need an NDA against people like you, liars like you people who will lie about people to further their career, which is what you've always done. And he should just put her on the spot from now on. And just like every single time they have an exchange, be like, you know, you've, you've, uh, you've just, you know, everything about you, you're a puppet, you're a liar, you're a fake character, and uh, you're not who you say you are. And if anybody needs an NDA, it's the country from liars like you, lying women like you. You give women a bad name. You have bad character. Uh, that's that's I mean that, that kind of makes sense to me. I think I think that's a good way to go about it. Yeah, and um, and uh, I did like Bloomberg's meme, and um, you know the people that are ganging up on him. Uh, I, I don't defend the guy. I mean, I think it. I thought it was funny. I was entertained for sure. But uh, I would it would have been more entertaining if Bloomberg had a little bit of the Trump in him. Yeah, definitely, because he kind of really didn't have much. Like I said. And like you said, the whole manager thing, that's pretty much his vibe. He, he's not really dynamic on his feet like Trump is. So, yeah, if he had a little, if he had a little bit more of that, it'd be a lot more entertaining for sure. Right, right. And, and if I, it, uh, there's another thing is like if he if th think how Trump would have handled that. Oh, you yeah. Think Joe, Joe Biden would have run his mouth to Trump. Trump would have picked his family apart. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He would have been like, uh, Joe, you've never, you've never worked in oil and gas. You're not an executive. You're not a businessman. You've done nothing but you're, you're on the foreign payroll of the Ukraine. You are a stool pigeon. You are a coffee getter. You're on the payroll. You work for someone else. You don't work for this country. You're, you're, you're an employee. You're a step and fetch it. Yeah, yeah. And that, that would be, it'd be great because what could he really say as a, as a response? He had to kind of like implicate himself in some things he does not want to implicate himself. He probably just had to change the subject and move on to something else. So, yeah, you're right about that. Right, right. And then when Biden would say something to Bloomberg about like stop and frisk, he'd be like, you know, you're wielding chains at people named Corn Pop. You're threatening them with bike chains. You think you're a street thug gangster or something. What type of a way is that to carry yourself, you know, <laughs> or something like that, right? Right, right. Yeah, and – um and uh, yeah, and and getting back to Klobuchar really briefly, uh, when she threw out the little dog whistle about like how she knows people that she knows how many people are in the Israeli Knesset, but she doesn't know the president of Mexico, and then she tried to get defensive with like the hot Latina reporter from the South. <laughs> it was like, what type of a of a donkey show participator did she take that that Mexican reporter for? that she would just blow off the leader of her country and just be like, I know the Israeli Knesset. Who are you? 
You know what I mean? Go make tacos. Like, what type of an attitude is that to people? You know what I mean? You got a good point there because it's like, okay, this is somebody that's very important. You're talking about Mexico. This is not some kind of little rinky-dink, podunk country. This is right here at the southern border. Uh, it's very important. Trade partner, all this, that, and the third. And you don't know the president at all. And then, not only did she not know the president the first time, when she said it the second time, she had notes. She looked down at to make sure she had it right. So she didn't even remember it. That's like, take a little bit of time to study some important things like this before you go out there on a debate stage, maybe. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know the, the uh, you know the thing is, is uh, they've been clamoring about debate prep with these Democrat politicians for a long time. There is a lot of frustration on the left with the lack. Of, they're they're slow on the draw. They're not prepped to for these kind of confrontations, and they're routinely um, kind of beat up in debates, and. Um, and uh, I think they're just woefully unprepared. And, 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 you know, somebody like Trump with a history of The Apprentice in the business world, it's going to be very bad news. And I see Klobuchar crying in our future. She barely <laughs> kept it together with Mayor Pete. She started shaking. She started stammering, be like, oh, stop picking on me. Are you calling me dumb? I'd be like, yes, you're dumb. You don't. You sit on the boards of these things. You work with Amlo or whatever his name is every day, Obrador. And, um, and, you know, this is your – you had one job. Your face belongs on a website. You had one job, and you screwed it up. You're dumb. You just <laughs> said that. Right, right. <laughs> just because, you know, uh, think about it. I mean, you do your show every day. It's not like you hit a button and go, oh, gosh, I don't know how to take calls all of a sudden. Right, exactly. You know, this is something I do is routine. I, I can't just forget it. So if you've been out there for a long time doing a particular thing, and all of a sudden you, you can't do it anymore, then it's like, what, what were we doing the whole time? What's going on here? Right. I think it would be funny if Mayor Pete, like, brought, like, a flashcard or a poster with, like, AMLO's picture on it, Obrador's picture on it, and said, here, put this on your podium. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like you serve on the board and, and you do trade with this company and you didn't get this name correctly. Like there's not a school kid in the country that wouldn't be flunked out of school for that, for what you got away with. That's right. You know? And uh, as for Bernie, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, he's uh, like, like your other caller said, he's been in his uh, government his whole life. And also, you know, his brother is the same type of character that he is in Britain. Mm. He has a brother named um, Larry, Larry Sanders, who's like the Bernie Sanders of the UK. And so he's been a, his, his, so, and that's another thing that Bloomberg should say. It's like, listen, I've been in business my whole life, you know, and the USA is a corporation, whereas, you know, you and your brother, you guys have been grifters for longer than this new generation has been born. You know, uh, you know, and, and as far as the three houses crack goes, it's like it's like what Ronald Reagan said. You can always spot the communists in a third world country because they're the ones in, in the uh, limousine or driving a Mercedes. <laughs> right. Exactly. They're, they're, they're the only ones that are doing well. The rest of the country, the rest of the constituents, they pretty much just, you know, in, in the line waiting on gas and food. <laughs> right. Right. And. uh so any, anyway, I, I don't have much more. Um, as for Ilman Omar, it's just it's just the only thing that that's positive about her. She has the courage to go against you know the most 
powerful people. She seems like the only one that will take on a certain situation. But uh, other than that, it's like I, I can't get mad at people like Omar or Shalib. Actually, I do because it's almost like when these people try to accuse Americans of treason or saying all this stuff about Americans, and then you have people like Omar or Talib or like these, um, or we, the fact that we lost California and, and parts of the Southwest, it's like, you know, the past administrations, they went off to all these wars and now these people are in charge. You have like Black Hawk down in the form of Ilman Omar literally an elected position and you have the illegals that took over entire states and yet we went to all these wars and for for what you couldn't even defend they couldn't even defend the border of the country so i'm just at the point where i kind of have disgust for the bidens the sanders the george bush family the clinton family the people who have been in this kind of uh oligarchic duopoly for the last 30 years um, I feel like they've disenfranchised the American voter. So it, it isn't like the lower class that's disenfranchised. It's like the American people themselves have been kind of disenfranchised intentionally. And uh, who's going to bring that up? No, nobody's going to bring that up. But anyway, I'm babbling now. <laughs> I'll let you go. But I would just say if Bloomberg is a winner – play the blood sports tell us i liked his mean team i liked the meme that he put out i just think that he should just put out like talking points like here's like like floyd mayweather would do or keith thurman they'd be like here is your your opponents and here is the attack card on each one here is their here is their weaknesses and you'll go for the throat anytime they bring your name up you punish them you make them like amy klobuchar is going to cry if she even brings up bloomberg's name <laughs> he should destroy her and and uh and same with Biden and um same with Warren and no I guess the only one he he would who would fare well is Mayor Pete, right? Well, yeah, pretty much, man. Hey, but I got one more call to get to, then I'm wrapping on no. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thanks for taking the call, sir. Have a good show. All right now. All righty. Nico, what's happening? Uh hi Anthony. How have you been? Everything's been great, man. How about yourself? Well, I'm getting back in the swing of things, Anthony. But instead of being some typical millennial who's complaining about why my life sucks, that'd probably be, I'd probably just go on saying that I'm getting out of the hole and everything's alive and well, okay? So, but you know what? I'm just, I'm alive, okay? Anyway, I just want to carry on. I mean, I did actually get to watch, I did get to see some of the debates. I did catch up with some of your material, Anthony. But... With Michael Bloomberg, give him credit where credit is due. Unlike the other candidates, unlike the other candidates who who got rich through going into politics, at least Michael Bloomberg at least got his got his wealth through his own success and ingenuity. Right, right. So give him credit right there. Oh, definitely, absolutely. All right, and another thing is that with um. With the Democrats, they're 90 days. They, they're still living out their glory days of the 90s. Maybe that's the reason why you have these old, decrepit, these old, decrepit race white folks. I mean, the 90s were a great day for the Democrats. But how long ago was that, Anthony? And, and the ironic <laughs> thing is that 
with these people that always say we got to be progressive, we got to move forward, now they need to follow their own advice because those days, the 1992, that's not going to happen again. Right, yeah, that's that's pretty much a wrap for that. That's over with. Mm Mm-hmm. And and the same thing was that, I want to say this, that with um, Elon Omar, I kind of find it very ironic that that um, the same people who, when she's caught with incest, these are the same people who sort of kept a loose leash on her, or were the ones who would lecture Trump about marrying that he wanted to marry his own daughter, or at least supposedly that's what he said. Mm. Yeah, isn't that that's kind of ironic right there? Yeah. And and one thing I wanted to say, um, have you ever heard of have you heard of this group called um Femin, Anthony? I've heard of them, but I'm not really sure what they're about. Well, that topless, that topless, that topless protest at the Bernie Sanders rally. I think so. What happened was they're this group. They're this Ukrainian feminist group, and by comparison, they are actually a lot more better looking than a lot of these American feminists, by the way. And these are the same guys who were protesting Putin, and they also attacked. They also tried to attack Putin when. When while they were while they had their while they were topless at one point, and there was even that there was even that one time where they actually stole the baby Jesus from the Vatican. Oh wow! Yeah, have you ever heard of that group, Anthony? They're called Femin. I've heard of them, but I'm just not really. I'm not. I just don't know really a lot about them. Oh, all right, but um, and and the thing I want to say was that. With all this blind, with all this blind, with all this stuff about them Lex bringing up Bernie as a communist, people, I mean, dude, people have been telling you this for quite some time for the last four years about communism and the Democrat Party, but now it's become a real issue to you now that Bernie's a nominee now? They, they've pretty much gone all the way far to the left, and communism is really what they're about at this particular point. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. But Anthony, I know this is really short, but I know you're tired right now, Anthony. But I just, I, that's really that's all I got to say, dude. <laughs> well, thank you for the call, man. I definitely appreciate you. All right. I know. Thank you to my main Nico for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. But I got to roll on out. We're at 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, shout out to everybody that was going to go watch the fight because you do have Deontay Wilder versus uh, Tyson Fury part two. Who do y'all have on the fight? I got Deontay knocking him out. He wants to go for that, that heavy punch, but I don't know. Tyson Fury is just kind of a herky-jerky guy. He's like head moving, all this and that in the third, so he's going to be kind of a hard target to hit. But I want to see Deontay get that one punch, lean him right quick. I'm tempted to buy it, but I ain't trying to spend that kind of $80 to see Somebody get knocked out right quick. I don't know, but it's going to be an historic fight. I'm going to try to find somebody with a link or something. Don't tell nobody I said that. I'm going to just try to find it in the legal way. How about that? But um, that's pretty much all I got. Thank you all for being here. Shout out to the Super Chatters. If I did not mention the last people that donated. Thank you to JNBD who says newbies from Red Pill 78 or bcp that's black conservative patriot shout out to y'all god bless you god bless you as well thank you for your donation i most certainly appreciate you thank you to my man killer sush 99 who says bernie sanders made his wife his ad buyer she is allowed to take 15 percent as a fee 
Bernie Sanders is taking his supporters' money and his wife is skimming it right into the bank account. Cricket for life. Hey, that's that's the game right there. That's that's the DC game that gets played. People are asking, hey, how do politicians go into office with no money and then come out as millionaires? How does this happen? You making a hundred grand a year tops. How are you worth a hundred million dollars? What's going on? Little games like that they play. Influence with your name and skimming money. That's all part of the game. Thank you for your donation and your 3,000 IQ words. I most certainly appreciate you, man. But thank you all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you. Uh, check out the merch. I got the Trump Pence hats. I, I made this little thing here from, of course, the, the Reagan Bush 84. This is what we're going to have. Landslide victory. These hats are available in the description box below on my website ablmerch.com again that is ablmerch m-e-r-c-h.com there's a link in the box check it out there uh, i got t-shirts i got stickers i got all kind of things over there on the store i got the sir 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 i got the uh this that and the third i got all of that kind of stuff on there matter of fact hold on let me pull it up right quick before i head on out and then i'm gonna wrap it on up put a bow on top let's go teespring and let's go. Yeah, there we go. Okay, boom. Let's just put this up on the side. Okay, let's let's cooperate. There we go. So now here's the one shirt. It's available in the regular premium tee. This is unisex. You also have a classic tee. It's a little bit less expensive. Uh, we got mugs too. <laughs> They're available in different colors. The this, that, and the third. You can get that in this kind of gray, the black, green, blue, red. You know, whatever you need. Uh, you got the women's shirt. This is available: black, blue, purple. It's like a gray, a green. You got the kids' shirt. So you got little youngins that want to wear it. You got a shirt for them as well, and. You got the sir, 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 because <laughs> you guys have been asking for it. So it was like, okay, this is just showing the intensity of the sirs getting more progressive as I start to get into these debates. And I'm starting off kind of calm and cool, and then I get a little irritated. That's when it starts to kind of, you know, go up a little bit. And of course, there's a mug for that as well, available in a few different colors here. I might add some more colors for the mug, but you got that in kids and classic and women's tees all that kind of good stuff and i'll be adding some more merch just you know whenever you guys know i'm a graphic designer i make all this stuff so whatever can be put on there i'm gonna try to get it up there quickly rather than taking forever like i do with these shirts here but that'd be a wrap if you want these they are available on my teespring store you can get to the teespring store very easy by going to ablmerch.com and that will be pretty much it thank you to the moderators you guys have done a great job tonight Thank you to my man, Killer Sushi. Thank you to Michio A, Ansel, Bill from the Hills, Shreves, uh, all you guys. You got True Helper. Did I call out Bill from the Hills? Everybody, you guys are great. Uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, Zealand's in, of course, as well. That's a wrap. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.